Good morning, everybody. I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we're, we're going to do Daredevil. devils um we are it's it's uh, daylight saving or some 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 shenanigans that who is it benjamin franklin well everyone thinks it's everyone thinks it's for uh, for farmers but yeah. it's not true it's not no it's for the man it, it's for <laughs> it's for businesses and saving money on electricity and stuff is that for, what it is for? yeah if i if i remember correctly it's because people like uh, businesses have to use more electricity to stay open at nighttime oh so switching it around made it so the darkerness was before work started in the morning, mm-hmm. and it would stay late longer. So that way, they used less electricity, hence spent less money on keeping the business open um, at nighttime. Right, I think that's right. Well, here at uh, at um, uh, Do Daredevil Land, we live in the darkness. So we we would we rather do. not in lose it, that hour. In fact, listeners may not know that we do this entirely in the dark. We do. We I, wanna, I can't see you, Jamie. You it's a method. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> method podcasting. Um, we are on episode, episode 29. 29. Look at that. We got it right first time. Um, oh, episode 29. Now, we are going to be doing a little dancing around in this one. We're going to cover uh, one issue of Daredevil, then go over to a few issues of Captain America, and then bounce back to Daredevil. The reason that um, we're doing this, there, there's actually... This episode is our first Frank Miller episode. I know we've mentioned him in the past, but this is the first time he's actually on the book um, with uh, issue 158. 158, which was published all those years ago, way, way back in 1979, May. Um, This was actually the last, this first issue we're going to go over was the last Daredevil issue that was 35 cents. It is, Mm mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, they, they like to on the cover say "still only thirty five cents." Yeah. So apparently, you know, I don't know. Maybe Frank Miller they saw what they had with Frank Miller, and they're like, you know what, we can charge forty cents now. They do. They bump it up. In fact, yeah. some of the some of the issues say forty cents on them. Um, that's a couple of different covers. I think. They oh, really? On one fifty eight. Interesting. Um, Frank Miller, you may have heard the name. Uh, if you're a fan of Daredevil, you've definitely heard the name. Frank Miller, young young Frank Miller, born in January 27, 1957 in, um, where was he? He was born, he lived in Vermont, right? But he was born in Maryland, I think. Yes, Maryland. He was born in Maryland, uh, raised in Vermont, and he, um, he kind of pushed his way into comic them. He was, he was part of that gang that seemed to be floating around in the 70s who were, they're all comic book fans and they all met and they all made their own little comics and they all hung out and they all supported each other and then they kind of all headed towards New York and slowly would would knock on doors and get little bits of comic work here and there and, and then try and force their way into either Marvel or DC. Marvel and DC were the two players and I think at that point they were both, they were opposite sides of the, the street, weren't they? They were... I always got the impression their offices were really close. I don't know if that's a, a literal thing, but I always sold it as though they were just neighbors. Mm-hmm. I think 
DC were at 666 or Marvel were at 666. I can't remember. One of them was at 666. I always remember that. <laughs> um, anyway, Frank Miller, and he's, he's going around. He's trying to get some comic book work. He had a couple of little, um, I think it was Twilight Zone um, stories. Um, and you had mentioned that he did a, a single-page story for DC, right? A two, he, he did a two-page story. With, with Roger McKenzie? Roger McKenzie, yeah. yeah. I think it was, in, um, uh, it was in either one of the war comics or one of the Western comics. Oh, I should have written that down. I'm, I'm trying to look at this stuff. I am. I do try to make notes, guys, but then I just read them and forget about them. Um, I think it was, um, here you go, it was in Weird War Tales. In October 1978, did a two-pager. Um, he was doing a few things over at DC, just little bits here and there, a story in Unknown Soldier, and then he did a piece, I believe, for Marvel. Yeah, here we go. His first piece for Marvel was a 17-page story in John Carter, Warlord of Mars, in November 1978. Um, at this point, he he was very... Even, even back then, he was really sort of crime influenced and uh, mm-hmm. wanted to do these kind of noir comics and um everyone he, he turned up with these like little fanzine stories that were crime books and everyone said yeah that's great can you do superheroes and he kind of said okay i gotta learn how to i gotta relearn how to do all this stuff but that's why he's so perfect for daredevil mm-hmm. i mean it, it, i mean that that's a perfect perfect recipe right there yeah that was the thing he saw daredevil and he knew that um gene colon was done with the book that was so mm-hmm. whenever Gene was definitely off, and he kind of came back for those few issues that we saw in the last podcast. And he really did think, I could use him. I can tell crime stories with this character. He exists in this world, and I can bring it down. And he approached um, uh, Joe Duffy, who was a uh, writer and staffer at Marvel, and uh, said to her, I really want to work on Daredevil, let, and let Jim shoot, and that's what I want to do. And they kind of, you know, he'd been around and they knew him. And, and DC at that point didn't like his style, which I think is kind of funny. They were like, he didn't fit the house style at DC, um, which is weird because I think it wasn't like Neil Adams and all those guys were around. So it was definitely shifting away from that more um, classic style that they yeah. had at DC. Um, but Jim Shooter thought, yeah, go for it. Let's see what you got. And uh, he did a two-part Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, two issues of a, of a three-part Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man story, which we're going to cover in the next podcast, which featured Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like the the um, John Romita story where he went on to another book and did the character in a crossover. <laughs> right. And then they're like, okay, you can do that character. Yeah. Uh, and then they put him on on Daredevil. Now, Daredevil, at that point, remember, we were going through the, the readership numbers, which mm-hmm. were um, considered low at that point. <laughs> yeah, in the 300,000s or something yeah. crazy like that. It was considered a failing book, and there yeah. was it, it was uh, bi-monthly or every two months at this point, and um, the sales figures didn't take a bump until much later. Uh, Frank Miller started writing the series... Uh, Roger McKenzie was moved over. I believe he was doing Captain America at this point, but he moved over onto another book as well. Um, And Denny O'Neill took over as the overseeing editor of the series. And Mm -hmm. when that happened, that's when the numbers started to go. And he introduced a little character called Elektra. We can probably thank Frank Miller for Daredevil being as popular as he is today. Yes, definitely. Um, He definitely moved him away from being the uh, he was like a second or third stringer at this point and 
move them into the A team. It's so funny. You mentioned this one time when we were talking, Jamie, that we always kind of thought that Frank Miller was the one who introduced the darkness yeah. into Daredevil, mm-hmm. but it, but that's not really the case. No, Roger McKenzie is more seen yeah. as the real influence of, this, of that. Because of he even kind of lightens it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you st- uh, as you'll see when we start reading on the Frank Miller take on Daredevil is that the world around him is dark, but he's trying to remain light right. and he's trying to bring levity and and he introduces so many great things. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, bringing Kingpin into the into the Daredevil, uh, yeah. the Daredevil world, and uh, so many great things he introduces. And mm-hmm. like you said, Electra and characters, and really making the bull- hand, the hand stick, making Bullseye. You know really shaping bullseye into what he is today. Mm -hmm. And um, we just have a lot to be thankful for, for uh, the way they describe him in um, issue 158 is a, the newcomer, the lanky Frank Miller. Yes. (laughs) So we can, we can thank the lanky Frank Miller for uh, really shaping daredevil and uh, giving us a podcast here. Yeah, giving us something to do. Otherwise, this would have ended probably around now. Yeah, if it was. Still I still think we're going to get canceled here, but yeah, right here. yeah. Keep keep uh, keep pushing the networks to keep us on the air or whatever you do with a podcast. Yeah. Um, I I saw a thing that said there's like six hundred thousand podcasts or something like that. So if you're listening to us, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. we're not one or six hundred in six hundred thousandth place. Yeah, as long as we're in the five hundred and eighty three hundred thousands. Yeah, three hundred thousands. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, so we're going to start with, as Jamie said, uh, issue 158, um, which yeah. I guess was in May. Does, the uh, the date on the cover, mm-hmm. when it says the month, yeah. do you think that was the time that all all of them came out? Because I know I know later in the, in the 80s and the 90s when they had direct sales yeah. that you know you had what went straight to comic books mm-hmm. or through subscription versus, um, excuse me, comic book shops and newsstands, mm-hmm. and then through subscription you got later. Yeah. Um, that date, though, do you think that's when it... I always thought that date was when it was was like the expiration date almost. That oh, was really? like when the next one was due to come out. I always thought that. I always thought it came out like a month before that date. Yeah, they always came out early. Yeah. Because I, I remember in the 90s when I would... Because I, I, you know, I, I had a subscription to uh, Batman. I always mm-hmm. noticed that the date was always two months later. Yeah. Or, or, excuse me, that we would get it two months earlier than what the date said. Yeah. And that's why I was curious if, you know, back then, if, if you know, May was really when it came out. Yeah, I think they had two systems um, The in the newsprint uh, editions, especially. They had a color coding, which was the week or mm-hmm. something that the books came out. So you could, if they were stacked up, you could see there was a... a yeah, the, the bar on the top. Yeah, there was a little strip of color. Right. So you could see like um, That's magenta. what that was for. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, it was a quick look to see when you could rotate the next week in. Um, That's so cool. And I think the date on the cover was something. If, if anyone knows for sure, if we're just taught, yeah. just babbling or if there's yeah. actually a reason. But I, I think we're so excited like, to talk about Frank Miller. That we we're, are. We're, we're, the anticipation's there, but you know, we, we just want to prolong it. So yeah. that's why we're, we're babbling so much. We're babbling. Um, Let, let's get into 158, Jamie. 158, yeah. 158 is, uh, if you remember, at the end of 157, um, the, the Tri-Men. Yeah, dry state area men had uh, had burst in those those the monkey bird and cat fellas mm-hmm. had burst into the storefront um, where uh, Matt Foggy. Um, Do you know who did the cover to one fifty eight? Is it Frank? It's Frank Miller. It is Frank mm-hmm. Miller did the yeah. cover. I absolutely love the cover. Yeah, and um, hmm. it, one thing that's nice is it's taken straight from the comic book. Yeah, because this is pretty much the scene that happens towards the end of the book. Yeah, um, but I just really like the cover and and um, Frank Miller. Uh, you know, 
people have mixed opinions on his artwork. Obviously, yeah. most of us like him because of the stories that he creates because his artwork is an acquired taste for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, but I was a real fan of how he how he drew um, uh, Deathstalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Yeah. And, uh, and that's why the cover is amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a brilliant cover. I think the only different, the interior is inked by um, Klaus. Yeah. Klaus. Yeah. Uh, Johnson Jansen, mm-hmm. um, but the cover is uh, Joe Rubenstein, I think. The, this another thing good. Another good thing about this issue, and and uh, Frank Miller probably doesn't have too much to do with it, but um, Roger McKenzie wraps up the Deathstalker storyline. Yeah, which has been going for, for a, a long, long time. time, and it's kind of been cut in between the Purple Man, and mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't it wasn't a straight shot it was we yeah. had death stalker in the middle of purple man then purple man came back and yeah. then wrapped up that one and now we're wrapping up death stalker and he was such a creative character and what i really like was in this issue which was probably not planned out from the beginning Mm-mm. they made they gave death stalker or or we finally find out his origin yeah and it makes it even longer a story exactly it makes it way longer and in my mind cooler because anytime you can tie in stuff from the past and mm-hmm. have it actually makes sense yeah then i think that's pretty cool so we're gonna talk yeah. about that soon which i'm excited about because Deathstalker, I, I knew nothing about him other than this issue mm-hmm. because previous to this podcast this this was the only Deathstalker thing i really remember reading yeah uh because frank miller uh um you know this is the first frank miller so this was the first yeah the earliest issue i'd ever i'd never read anything before this yeah so uh I, you know i read this and i was like eh, w- whatever you know it, it's kind of cool but I wanted to get in the meat of bullseye and everything. Yeah. So now that I actually know Deathstalker, now that I've read everything up to this point, uh, this issue is way better than when yeah. I when I read it the first time. Way better. Yeah. Yeah. It does a really good job. Um, Mackenzie's, uh, you know, he's a very he's very wordy and he's very crime the way he writes and a lot of this stuff is is kind of deeply embedded in um, in crime fiction. So. It, it kind of works. It ties it in nicely. And as you said, it doesn't feel like they're forcing a, no. a revamp of an origin or recreating no. something that, that is like from a slight mention. It make, It's a perfectly linear. I called them, sorry, I called them the Tri-Man. It's actually the Animan. I always yeah, get Tri-Man that. comes a little bit Tri-Man later. Is the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, very soon, actually. So Yeah, so we're, we're in the office. We have yeah. uh, Natasha Romanoff. We have Foggy. We have... Um, uh, Becky, uh, Becky, and and, and uh, uh, Deborah, Deborah, yeah, yeah, and and, the, and and three of the ladies are absolutely in love with Matt Murdock. Yeah, uh, issue one fifty seven ended with the with the bird, the cat, and the monkey, um, <laughs> ape, and sorry, <laughs> the, uh, uh, ape, cat, and bird crashing into uh, yeah uh, the storefront and to capture. Foggy. Yeah, yeah. Foggy gets involved. Yeah, he does. They, they want to capture Matt Murdock, and we don't know why. Yeah. Um, so th- they want to capture him, and so Foggy get, tries to throw a punch. Mm-hmm. He gets knocked out, mm-hmm. and uh, Matt uh, doesn't want to reveal to everybody that he is is Daredevil. Yeah. So he's no use. So Black Widow's kind of the one that has to step up mm-hmm. and uh, be like, all right, I got to stop these uh, these three crazy-looking foods. three animals. Um, I love the fact that, they, like you mentioned, there's three women who are just... Um, the, the very first image, you have the three women, Foggy, and um, uh, three of the women are look, or the four the four women in the, in the storefront and Foggy. Foggy's down for the count, and, and 
Debbie is like fawning over him and making sure he's okay. And every other woman is looking over at Matt. Like, yeah, what can I do to help yeah, him? Poor Matt. Oh no. <laughs> um, this is this is the this is the first love triangle. Mm, that, this is a, a and it's trapezoid. <laughs> yeah, and it, what's funny because you know everybody loves Matt, uh-huh. and all three of these characters, um, two of them knowing that Matt is uh, is Daredevil. The yeah. only one that doesn't know is is the is the new. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, Becky. Becky. Mm-hmm. Becky's the only one that doesn't know right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but all three of them play some type of role in Matt's life. Yeah. And it's all different stages, which is kind of which is kind of funny. Yeah. We yeah. just need Karen Page. Maybe Karen Page could have she been there. She could have walked by. She could have been hey guys, looking for legal I, I, advice. I just wanted to come Did here and get legal advice. <laughs> yeah, and then they crash, and then it would have been crazy. Yeah. So anyway, so... Um, so Matt's, Matt's doing his thing where he's like, he's I'm a pr- blind man, I'm struggling, yeah. but I'm actually like throwing a few kicks yeah, and stuff I'm like helping. that. Yeah, I'm helping, and Black and, uh, Widow is the one that's doing all the work, like Black I mentioned. Black Widow jumps in. And, She's getting some good kicks in, you know. Yeah, and but she's overpowered by Ape Man. Ape yeah. Man is way too strong. He's out of class. The other two she can take on quite easily. I love the fact that but basically what happens is you have this sequence where they grab Matt, they leave, and Matt is like just he, – he shouts out, just it's okay. You know, do do whatever they want. I'll go. Yeah. and Don't he, hurt you. And don't he, get into trouble. Yeah, he does this because he realizes, okay, so I have two choices here. Mm-hmm. I can reveal that I'm Daredevil. And, and beat the crud out of these three guys. Yeah. Or I could let them take me. And by letting them take me, that means I can keep them safe because then they won't, and then I can figure something out yeah, later on. Yeah, I can on. work out why, why they're doing this as well. Right. He doesn't know either. So, um, he, yeah, he chooses to, to play dead or, or, chooses, or play possum or whatever. Yeah. And uh, He chooses to go, Ape Man's carrying him. Yeah. Catman's just sort of jumping along being creepy. And then Birdman <laughs> tries to go, um, um, uh, Becky... Yeah, throws a brick at him. Throws a brick. Oh, it's it's. I guess it's like the... Um, it looks like a brick, but it's like the name sign on a desk, a desk name. You know, those things are usually pretty flimsy. Yeah. So that must have been a pretty... St- Steady paperweight. That there. was it. That was a gift from from Foggy's parents. It was made of uh, <laughs> uh, vibranium. <laughs> vibranium. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So. She she gets him good and proper yeah, yeah. in the head, and he's just like useless. And um, while he's kind of stumbling around, um, Natasha jumps on his back and basically rips out his wings and electrocutes him. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's pretty comes, vicious. Yeah. He comes crashing to the ground, and Ape Man looks back and says, "Hey, what about him?" And Catman says, w- "We get more money." Yeah. We. Yeah. It's like I like the way you're thinking, and yeah. and uh, it's it's pretty cool actually because yeah, it sh- shows where their honor is, you know. Yeah. I so. They bounce off, and then we get a nice shot of uh, the women. And has um, Natasha standing there, thinking, "Should I go after them?" Um, it's so hard to remember what her name is. I know, and, and Becky's like, uh, not Becky. It's um, not Becky. Um, it's, they it's, all look alike. That's yeah. the other thing. They're all brunettes except for uh, Natasha. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, gosh, why can't I remember her name? <laughs> we already said it. It's not Rosanna. It's. Um, uh, uh, it's his current love interest. It yeah, is. Uh, it's Heather. Heather. That's right. <laughs> so goes. So Heather tells Black Heather, Widow, "Hey, we need your help over yeah, here. Foggy's Foggy hurt. might need your help. Daredevil can take care of no, himself." No, she says. She says. Uh, besides, we both know Matt, Matt can take right. care of and himself. And Natasha goes, "Oh crap!" So she knows who. Uh, She's in on Matt, this. This ah, is good. Okay. Yeah. And while this is going on, that you have this great. There's a great panel at the bottom of the page where you have uh, Debbie kind of saying, oh, Foggy, if anything happens to you, I don't know what I'll do. Natasha walks in and says, okay, I'm here to help. And her and um, 
Heather are having that exchange. And then Becky's phoning the police. And while she's doing that, she's thinking, oh, Matt, if anything happens to you. <laughs> it's yeah. just... And by the way, this is only that like the third issue we've seen Becky. Yeah. But she is, she's already deeply she's in love. Deeply in love. Yeah. So, kind of, similar kind of, to the Karen Page, uh, Matt, yeah. uh, how quickly they fell for each other. Exactly. And it's funny, too, because Matt realizes, I don't remember if it's already happened or if it happens on a later issue, he realizes that Becky's just fallen for her because of the heartbeat and, you know, uh-huh. and, and, and the tone of voice when they talk and mm-hmm. using those senses. Um, he so just must he, walk around thinking, yeah. likes me. Doesn't, doesn't like me, like likes me. me. Hey, likes me. <laughs> so the the the, the we get cat, a beautiful rooftop shot. Yeah, the, we got Catman and uh, and and uh, Ape Man, and they take Matt Murdock to a um, a graveyard. Yeah, they mention Deathstalker at this point, and Matt yeah. is trying to convince them that Deathstalker. He says Deathstalker is a, a killer. He's not going to yeah. play fair. You guys are in danger as well. You yeah, and this happened go. a couple issues ago where yeah. uh, he was trying to save the, the, smasher. the smasher, smasher number smasher two. two, smasher number two, saying that Deathstalker is just using you, and yeah. these guys are like, whatever, he's going to give us a whole bunch of cash. Well, again, a nice you payout. shut up and you come with us. So, yeah. so they tamed they tie him to a gravestone, mm-hmm. um, and I, I like that. There's a great bit here where they um, they're waiting for Deathstalker to come, and Ape Man says, "Stop." Stop pacing! You're getting on my nerves. And he says, "I'm not pacing. I'm stalking." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and, and they basically mention like they've got the they, they've they've acquired these suits now that give them a lot yeah. of enhanced speed. Because if we were uh, we didn't mention this, but um, we find out at the beginning of the fight that these three people were actually supposedly killed when they fought. I think it was Iron Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. So ultimately, what ended up happening was Deathstalker ended yeah. up. Recruiting three new people. And he just g- likes dead supervillains yeah. that he can just dress anyone up. Exactly. In a so he dressed up three brand new people yeah. in these in these costumes. Yeah. And um, and he's a classic villain. He turns up. He appears and uh, he's got the cash. He's got the cash in bags. In bags. In yeah. Big big sacks of cash, and he throws it down and says, "Here, I count that." And then he he points out something. He's uh, he says, "Welcome to Matt Murdock." And I think the reason that they had him grab Matt rather than Daredevil is because. It reveals now that he's dug a grave for Matthew, and this is this is I don't know if this is the first time that we've seen it, but it's Matthew Michael Murdoch. It's yeah, the name. Um, everyone, I always thought it was Matthew Jack Murdoch, but I guess that was just because of his dad. But yeah. Matthew Michael Murdoch, may you burn in hell. Is yeah. the gravestone. He's gone. Yeah. He's he's gone all out. He's dug a grave, yeah. prepared it, got a, a gravestone carved. I wonder what happens if you go to a. Uh, a gravestone preparer and say, "This is the message I want." If you're Deathstalker, you walk in. Say, "This I'm. I just, yeah. I don't really have time to go into details. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to make this gravestone." And the guy goes, "This is no. This is, I got I'll some tell you. I tell you what buddy. the guy will say. It's going to be three he'll, to five he'll weeks. He'll say, "Let me see if the check clears. Yeah. The check clears. All right, whatever you want on whatever it. Whatever <laughs> you want. Yeah, it's three to five weeks. We're a bit busy at the moment. Yeah. Uh, New York is bankrupt. So at everyone's this point, dying. well, I, I'm. You know, maybe he's. Maybe this guy chisels." Yeah, maybe, maybe he, he did it on the spot. Maybe he right got there. Ape Man to do it. He, yeah. he seems artistic. He seems creative. <laughs> uh, so we have a great sequence here, as we mentioned earlier at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, we got a and beautiful flashback. We, we do, and um, we find out that that we find out that Deathstalker knows who Matt Murdock is because mm-hmm. up to this point, it was not clear that uh, Deathstalker. Oh, no, he's, been, he's been calling him Murdock for a while. He has. Yeah. Okay, I just had a, bra- a little brain flap yeah. there. That I, I didn't remember that. Okay, well, anyways, so we have the we have the flash. But we find out why he knows, who right? He knows. So we have the flashback, and we find out that Deathstalker was actually 
the exterminator yeah. from all the way back in Daredevil issue 41. Mm-hmm. 1968. Um, of June, yeah. So that's 10 years. And what's, co- what's so cool More is that they could have chose, remember, and Daredevil and Jamie... Daredevil killed ja- off everyone. Yeah, Jamie even made a list of how many people he's killed <laughs> off. They could have used anybody. And I like the fact that they used the exterminator mm-hmm. because he was one of the lamer, lamer villains in my mind. He was mind. really random. He came out right. of nowhere. He was very overpowered and mm-hmm. no one really explained why he had that whole time mm-hmm. displacement thing, which makes sense to this character. It now. does. I know. that. Do you think... No, I still don't think that they, when they started Deathstalker, that they had any idea it was going to be this guy. No. I think no, there's w- no way. I think what happens a lot in comic books, because you have this rotation... I mean, it's it's... It's less pacey than it, it can be now, where they can they, they they're prone to change out creators every six months because books are kind of not doing what they want. But back then, you know, we, we've talked about how Daredevil especially had these big big periods of where a, a writer gets on the book and they're there for a long time. You know, you have fifty plus issues for a lot of the writers and creators on these these series. Um, I think what happens is that they they come in, they do their research by going back reading the old issues mm-hmm. boop, 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 get yeah. up to date and then they'll see something and they go aha I can do something with that right. character and which I think might have just been completely figured out for this issue yeah. specifically yeah. yeah I get the feeling yeah. that Mackenzie probably was building towards something like this because yeah. he does imply that there is some kind of bigger connection and he's the, right. he's the one who really talks about like the displacement of Deathstalker yeah. more rather than him just appearing and being this character that so the how Deathstalker was actually created was mm-hmm. um there was the explosion that Daredevil Mike caused. Murdoch that's, yes. that's how far back we're going I Mike know. Murdoch's My, death this yeah is to. yeah exactly his death uh-huh. um and the time displacement ray that uh-huh. the exterminator had um, uh, who Matt, used on Debbie he used on um, yeah. Daredevil and uh, a couple of other, like the cop. And and was it Matt or was it Foggy that, that blew it up? It was it was Matt because he decided, you remember he pushed the, was that right. one where he, did he, he push the giant calculator into yeah, someone? He, was it he, that far back? He, no, that wasn't it. But he <laughs> he wanted to prove to Foggy that, that uh, or he wanted to make Foggy think that Matt was getting killed. That Mike was. was yeah, like, or sorry, that Mike was getting mm-hmm. killed. So Foggy was there. And yeah. d- didn't they want to make it seem like Foggy, no, I guess it was, Daredevil himself sacrificed himself. He tore the, the bit of the costume and threw it into the fire. And right. Well, away. whichever, which whoever ended up starting it, it it's it's this time displacement ray ended up explodes exploding, mm-hmm. and and the exterminator was caught in the middle of the explosion, mm-hmm. and that's what ended up causing Deathstalker to get his powers. Yeah. Which if it, um for for new listeners, what he can do that's so cool is that he can kind of phase in and out of the current plane of reality, or, yeah. or I guess you would say. Yeah, and he exists slightly out of sync with Exactly, time. but he but he can come, he can enter our reality yeah. in a physical form, and then once he's in our reality, Daredevil can, can land punches on him. Yeah. But when he goes to this, like, you know, like one tick off, mm-hmm. you can't touch him. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he, he uh, I guess he can disappear completely, but he can also kind of make himself sort of like how the vision is, how you, you yeah. know, or Martian Manhunter, you can hit through them and, uh, yeah. And it yeah. reveals that that his death touch is actually some uh, technology he stole yeah. from from advanced which is, idea mechanics, aim. which is also super awesome in my yeah. mind. Because I remember the first, like when we started this thing, I couldn't remember 
any of this. Like I, I've mm-hmm. read this issue yeah. at least twice before when I read all the Frank Miller stuff. I couldn't remember how De- who Death Stalker was. I couldn't remember yeah. that he was the exterminator. Yeah, I just remember the cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember the cover. So, um, you know, Death Stalker's been in a whole bunch of issues up yeah. to this point, and I always liked his power, and mm-hmm. I like the fact that they actually explain it. Yeah, and that is kind of twofold. It's um, something that is that is unexplainable, not really, could not really happen in real life. Yeah. So supernatural-like mixed with something that is plausible, something that can actually happen. Yeah. It, it, it's a cool character. It gives it him is. both, you know, yeah, both it, those things. It has things. that nice, the, the leap of science that you get that, that I think work really well in comic books, which is that it's it's an idea that you go, yeah, I can see that happening, but it's not, we're not at that stage in the yeah. real world. Um, and I guess the AIM stuff, the um, advanced ideas and mechanics... Uh, is what links him to Iron Man, and um, during this, we that you, it reveals that thing that you mentioned, where the the original Iron Men were killed, um, and he hired these other guys. I like the fact that he found another Catman with a big mustache. You can see him getting dressed in one <laughs> panel. Um, and while this is going on, while he's doing, he's, uh, he's while he's monologuing. Um, oh, this is great! Matt's viciously working yeah. on the the ropes that are tying him to the thing, yeah. and he's thinking, "Keep talking, keep talking, keep talking." Yeah. And, um, and then, and just like Matt, Matt was trying to warn these guys, yeah. but but they should have listened. But they're they, too busy counting their they money. They stupidly turn their back on what's going on yeah. to count their money, and they reveal that it's only a hundred thousand. Yeah, hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand. What is what it costs to kidnap a blind yeah. attorney in New York in the six one six universe? Um, so they're counting, and they say, "That's great. We've got the money." And Deathstalker basically just walks over and kills uh, them. Yeah, both. Matt tries to warn them, but he does the he does the death pinch. Now, let me ask you this: yeah. Up until this point, uh-huh. we're and I, and I just I might just have forgotten, but did he have the death touch with both hands? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember. It only it. shows him using one a lot of the time. Just yeah, but I did think they, they did actually show him using yeah. two. Okay, it's it shown him do using each. Oh, okay. at different times. So okay. it's never it's never well this might be the first time maybe that we actually he kills two people yeah. simultaneously one with each hand with the death grip. Yeah. And uh, then there's a great panel of uh, um there's a panel of I love this one one of my favorites Deathstalker is just kind of you know looming over yeah. the bodies mm-hmm. and his face is completely in shadow like I said Frank Miller yeah. is a great Deathstalker uh-huh. and the two bodies are just kind of laying there dead. While Matt Murdock is in the background, uh, you know, changing. Yeah, this it, is great. What into happens his Matt says, okay. outfit. It, it, the Death Stalker basically says, I don't want you. I just got you here because obviously I know who you are. I want Daredevil. Mm-hmm. So Matt says, okay, I get it. I'm going to change. And he's, you know, he's ready. He, he does his thing. And it's a great, it's like a, a, probably the slowest change he's ever done in comic book history, which is it's a... Uh, five panels where he takes off his glasses, which is it's a really good panel. That one I like. That one it kind of it 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 has a nice pacing, which is yeah. I think what Frank Miller is really bringing to the book is that he and he's mentioned this himself is that he always saw that he 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 for him comics was like stuck in this weird place where some comics were too wordy. Where he 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 basically said that he, American comics are very wordy. And which is so funny because yeah. the Dark Knights, the Dark the Knights Dark Strikes, Knight, yeah. is like the wordiest comic I know. you've it's, ever read. It's it funny ever. to hear. This. <laughs> um, and but he was reading a lot of Japanese stuff. Or he says not reading. He says he was looking at a lot of Japanese. He yeah. was getting a lot of uh, manga influences. And he said that they were not were they, they were completely 
sparse when it came to word and there was a lot of imagery and it was really slowed down just because of the the uh, the, the story the different uh, dynamics in storytelling for the, the two um styles um and he said he wanted to find this kind of happier medium and he's already like this is the first issue that he's drawing of this book and he's already introducing this kind of more slowed down you you get a real cinematic feel to to the pacing you know it's this is a moment where he wants the pacing to slow down so it's showing him Daredevil changing very slowly mm -hmm. getting ready for this fight and it has a real sort of like spaghetti western feel to it where it's like right. you know it's, it's the two people facing off two um, things I want to say the first thing I want to say is I love how Matt after being kidnapped with all the ruckus at the storefront, uh -huh. being brought out of the way over here, he kept his cane with he him. He still has Such his cane. Such a sly move. Sly he is move. not I like that. a beginner. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say is that, um, you know, d people draw Deathstalker differently, but maybe the reason why I like Frank Miller's version so much too is I love how he has his hands completely covered the yeah. entire time, because now a huge fight's going to happen between Deathstalker yeah. and Daredevil. The entire time, his hands are glowing, yeah. and it's drawn with kind of this yellow, like, smoke that goes from his hands, yeah. and it's awesome. So you have this really cool fight sequence that lasts over the next, like, eight pages or so, yeah. and, and as they're throwing blows... Um, there's like a stream, there's a of, stream energy of energy that that follows Deathstalker's hands. It's so cool. Yeah. And uh, at one point, he actually th uh, picks up a shovel and throws a shovel, yeah. and the shovel is glowing yeah. after it leaves his hand. So I'm curious if if the Deathstalker's, um, th this power that he has from this technology stole from AIM, I'm curious if now that shovel also is death and if it hits somebody it yeah. will kill him like his death touch does that's kind of cool because if that's the case then would it work with a gun and bullets would it work with you know bulls i should get his hand oh my goodness i know <laughs> dude we need to write that yeah. you know, think about a story right now like like a modern day story and bullseye talks about you may remember your old villain death stalker mm -hmm. You know, I've got that technology now, so anything I throw automatically kills people. Yeah. Holy Toledo. We got to write it. Death Stalker comes write back, he hires Bullseye, he tries to kill Bullseye. Bullseye kills no, him, no. gets For the gloves and says, okay, game on. No, the first thing he does, he's like, uh, Bullseye, I'm going to hire you. Can you wear this ape costume? <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain later. Like, I'm not going to wear that stupid ape costume. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, basically, the, the, like, the fight is great. What's happening in the fight, like you mentioned, it goes on for, for a few pages. And what's happening is that Daredevil Daredevil knows that when Deathstalker phases in, he can grab him. So he grabs him. He's, he's constantly using his, uh, he's grabbing his wrists to keep the death touch away from him mm -hmm. and then kind of throwing him around and trying to, uh, as he's thrown him away, he's trying to land a punch. And that's the moment that Deathstalker phases out. Can I and say, then, can I say one thing? I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no. every time he phases out, uh -huh. Frank Miller does not draw the hands glowing. Yeah. It's so cool because, yeah. I mean, that, like that's Frank Miller knowing what he, you know, when he's drawing this character, it's like, okay, he only has that that uh, glowing smoke when he's in our plane. Yeah. When he's not in our plane, that glowing smoke is gone. Yeah, I think it's so cool. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 you've, the, one of the things about this issue, it's it's kind of weird because it's like a, at the tail end of a story. So a lot of people reading it will be like, might be lost by what's going on, but you get up to speed really quickly. But it's. This is Frank Miller putting everything into this. I know because he wants to get the job. Yeah. And what's cool is, you know, uh, because of that, a lot of us, you know, or a lot of us, you know, Frank Miller, when they think of his artwork, they think of it as kind of sloppy. Yeah. They think of it as, you know, especially the stuff he does now where mm -hmm. it, it's, it seems so rushed and mm -hmm. 
proportions don't aren't right in, yeah. in, a, in a whole bunch of stuff. But this shows how good he really can draw if he yeah. sits down and takes the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's two things. One, he really wants this job. Yeah. And two, the, the book comes out twice a month. So he has yeah. an extended period to work on this. Oh, that's true, yeah. <clears throat> so you see that when it starts coming out monthly, that's when uh, Klaus Janssen starts doing some more of the heavy lifting. And I think he's... Yeah, he in, start, yeah Frank Miller just does the layouts. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he gets, uh, like you mentioned, the shovel throws. Um, we get the, the classic uh, motion of Daredevil multiple image thing where he's jumping across and he jumps and uh, Deathstalker phases. Daredevil realizes that there's a street light uh, there. So he takes that out with the, um, he throws the billy club and, and Deathstalker's like, you're such an idiot. Don't you realize that you can't hit me with that stupid stick? And he's like, uh, I wasn't aiming for you, buddy. It, this is so great, Jamie, because with the lights out, I love it when Frank Miller draws in um, silhouettes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you still see the DD symbol on Daredevil's chest. Yeah, isn't that the best? It is the best. And um, Deathstalker's hands are still glowing. Yes. It's so cool. So you have these two silhouetted characters fighting, and the only time objects from their surroundings come into play is when they're they're part of the story. Mm-hmm. So it's really excellent sparse storytelling that is really everything is there for a reason. There's no clutter in these pages. There's there's, there's two page sequence where, like you mentioned, they're fighting in silhouette. There you see Deathstalker kind of struggling to get a, a hand. There's there's also in this my favorite thing of this is Deathstalker goes to grab what he thinks is Daredevil. He grabs a um, a tombstone as an angel a marble angel and while he's grabbing that daredevil smacks him on the hands really hard with the billy club mm-hmm. so hard that it breaks the marble statue mm-hmm. and just smashes his hands to pieces and there's a great like it, i don't know why but that just i really like how daredevil's just like i've had enough of these hands and just yeah takes them out and then uh, Deathstalker kind of stumbles back. His hands are obviously broken and shattered, and he drops, <clears throat> and he's halfway between a gravestone, and he's sort of phasing in and out of this gravestone. Uh-huh. And we see his face for the first time. We see his face, and it's kind of like this uh, zombie-looking. So cool. Um, looks like uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Bernie. Um, God, this is too early for me. Bernie Wrightson. It looks like a okay. Bernie Wrightson drawing, but it's a. Uh, He's kind of stuck there, and he's just angry. And I, he kind of lun- he lunges towards Daredevil. Hands start glowing again. He's building up the last attempt at a death touch with his broken hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. And while he's doing that, Daredevil drops back, and because he's using the death touch, he's obviously phasing back into our reality. But he's still halfway between the Dude. tombstone, or uh, the, the so good, and not. And you have the. Uh, the death of Deathstalker. Yeah, it, it, what a great way for him to die yeah. in a tombstone with his body. Be, he dies because it's, he's half. He comes back into reality, yeah. and his body is in is in a solid form. It, yeah. It's such a cool, creative way. And I don't know who did. It, maybe Roger McKenzie. Maybe it was Frank Miller. But it was awesome. A great, yeah. great collaboration here. And uh, I don't know. Like th- as an artist. This issue right here really made it so I like Frank Miller's art a lot more. Yeah. Because when I read it the first time, um, it was a little bit more abstract, a little bit d- different art style than what I was used to. Because I yeah. was into, you know, the 90s stuff and the, you yeah. know, you mm-hmm. know, Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane and, and the draw, you know, draw it a, a much different way than this. But man, I tell you, yeah. really started liking Frank Miller's art. 
Yeah, you start to see why Frank Miller is one of the you know the foundation stones. You know, the, yeah, the, the oh, American so comic books, especially Marvel and, and DC, the superhero stuff. You have the foundations. You have like you have uh, Ramita, you have mm-hmm. Kirby, you have Miller. There's mm-hmm. there's these big foundation stones that are there, and you really get to see the storytelling chops on Frank Miller in this issue. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he cut, we cut back to the, we have an epilogue. I like the yeah. fact that it's more like a crime. We have a lot of prologues. There's a lot of epilogues that are going to be happening. It's kind of like a, uh, a crime, like a dragnet episode. Uh-huh. It's like, duh, 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 epilogue <laughs> back at the storefront. Um, so we get back to the storefront. Foggy's drinking some coffee. Um, everyone's, well, everyone but Natasha is there. Um, the the place is still a mess and and uh, Matt says you know they say are you okay and he said like, I've got to do so I've actually got some work to do <laughs> I've got some legaling to do mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he sits down and he's going through some uh, precepts legal precepts he hears a, a creaking noise and he says Natasha and uh, it's actually uh, Becky mm-hmm. and that's really like driving home that she yeah. Um, she realizes if if Matt's into somebody as amazing as the Black Widow, yeah, what there's there's no have? way that she that he would ever choose me. No, <laughs> oh man, this was such a good issue, and I'm so glad that I reread it after having all the history of Daredevil in it. Right. I have a greater appreciation for the character, a greater appreciation for Frank Miller, yeah. for everyone involved, Roger McKenzie. It was awesome, and yeah, um, yeah really want to give. I mean, this is a great debut issue for Frank Miller, and. Uh, or sorry, debut issue in Daredevil yeah. for Frank Miller. Just it, it, it was it was great stuff. And it's also for me, it's there's been a few of these, not too many, but this to me is like the end of the big first wave of yeah. Frank Miller of, of uh, Daredevil. Yeah, this is like the you know how for a lot of people, um, th- there's like the end of the Spider-Man story is around a. Uh, 200 issue 200 i yeah. think a lot of people say okay that ties up everything and then after uh-huh. that it's just this to me is like you could easily sit down and read issue one to this issue and say i've read daredevil yeah. i've read that period of daredevil now and now we're moving into the second you age know, it, of daredevil it's it's so funny because um and maybe it's just because i'm i'm older you know and well and, and i'm not a little I'm not, I'm not a little kid but you know when, you, when you're younger and you're reading comic <clears throat> books mm-hmm. you like the big action sequences and you like the you know the the big explosions the full splash pages and stuff but right now i have such a great appreciation and i actually really really look forward to just the scenes that happen in between the action yeah you know that helps that help the story along i really look forward to those when they're done right yeah, and uh, that's I mean obviously with the Frank Miller stuff that's really coming up you know because yeah. that's where he kind of excels on yeah, the character the, character, the, the world. character world and the development of what's going on, but when you can get that mix of somebody who can draw amazing action sequences mixed with somebody who can write great dialogue and I mean we just have a lot to look forward to with Frank Miller. Yeah, he really introduces a really great and we should say Roger McKenzie's involved mm-hmm. in this as well for the early stuff you know, but he he introduces a whole cast of characters that really. Uh, make the world more about everything around Daredevil. Yeah. In the past, it's been very much, you know, it's him, Foggy, and, and Karen for a long time, and then a villain of the week will come in, or um, him and Natasha, and then they'll, they'll face off to a villain of the week, and now it becomes more about the, the, the world of Daredevil, and it really, like, cements him in Hell's Kitchen, it cements right. him in this whole <clears throat> place where he exists as, as Matt Murdock, as yeah. Daredevil, rather than Daredevil. Yeah. 
and every now and then I'm Matt Myrtle kind of thing. So right, and um, and uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so se- for me, the second age, just to just to go back to that idea, uh-huh. the second age is starting issue one fifty nine through to the end of Born Again, which is what like the if you wanted to read the second age of Daredevil, I would say that. Oh, that's period. cool. Dividing it up by ages, I like. Yeah. It. So we're gonna jump. We're going to jump, jump over to another superhero, Captain America here. This yeah, is you the, may have heard of him. This is the Captain America podcast, okay. podcast number one. No, Hey, hey flag wavers. Yeah, hey, flag wavers. Um, so Here comes Daredevil. Yeah, so these ne- we're going to talk about two Captain America issues, issues 235 and 236. Oh, uh, I, I had 234 down as well. I don't oh, know. sorry, uh, 234. Hold on, let me... Yeah. Uh, uh, two thirty four. Two thirty four features Daredevil just a little bit, I believe. At the end. Oh no, I'm sorry. I do. You're correct. Oh no, uh, from the middle. Sorry. No, no, yeah, you're right. It is two thirty four. Uh, two thirty four. Um, two thirty five. And two and two thirty six. Yeah. It's three issues. Correct. Yeah. And uh, that's my apologies. In fact, two thirty four has a great shot of Daredevil on the cover. Yeah. Here um, comes Daredevil. So, uh, you know, we'll go over these ones much quicker than we did over the... Yeah. F- we spent like a half hour on that last issue of, we did. of Daredevil. We're uh, not going to tell you anything that happens before these issues because, uh, yeah. as you know, this is the Daredevil podcast and we only, mm-hmm. as far as we're concerned, nothing happens in the world until right. Daredevil appears in it. Um, basically, Captain America is... Uh, this is Roger McKenzie um, writing and you have Sal Buscema and uh, um, Don, Don Perlin. Perlin as artist. Um, Captain America is deep in the middle of some white supremacy stuff. Um, he is facing off. There's a there's a, a riot going on, and uh, Captain America has been brainwashed, mm-hmm. and he is uh, fighting for the bad guys. Now, this for is the national force is what they call yeah, themselves. The, the NF, which uh-huh. uh, is has a, a bigger meaning for uh, any British listeners. The NF is actually the the, the far right um, group in America. This equivalent to um, to um, the Ku Klux Klan, I guess, would be a, gro- a close analogy here. Um, and this has Daredevil, um, as Captain America basically being a bad guy for the first part mm-hmm. because he's been brainwashed. And it's also this horrendous hey. moment where it reveals that the shield, the symbol of everything that yeah. is decent and, and good about Captain America, is, has a swastika on it. Which instead, is, instead of the star, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's really jarring. I know there was a lot of. Uh, controversy recently with Captain America where they revealed that he was an agent of Hydra and I, I didn't read that story and I don't know how it played out but I know a lot of people were upset and they said that this is really against you know it's um, really against the ideals of the character and the creators who. but, were, but let's be honest the majority <laughs> of people who've read that issue never read this back then <clears throat> no they, they weren't reading they no. weren't reading comics back in the 70s and they didn't go back and read it I'm almost, no I'm pretty almost sure certain yeah so it's kind of it, it it really does a, a it's very effective uh, an image it's very jarring and it's and basically what happens is that this group the the national force have brainwashed Captain America and turned him into a bad guy and he's uh, in poorer, um, more um, uh, black neighborhoods, uh, in the midst of riots, fighting. Yeah, and and saying some pretty darn nasty pr- stuff. Saying some horrendous stuff, and it's and, all being videoed, and they're broadcasting it to try and undermine the fabric of America, I guess. Yeah, we find out that it's all actually staged. It's all on yeah. a stage, and mm-hmm. uh, they're just trying to smear his name. And, yeah. And... Uh, it's it's one thing that, that I got to give props to the artwork on here is that we don't find out. It's actually the whole fight uh, where he's where he's just 
beating up uh, people, you know, you know, innocent bystanders who are not white, mm-hmm. and telling them that you know, like you're, you know, you're ruining this country and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, that lasts for five pages of a uh, nineteen-page issue. Yeah, and we don't actually see the shield has a swastika on it until the very last image on the fifth page. Um, but we see the shield throughout the entire thing, but it's always facing the other direction. Yeah. Like it's covered by something. Yeah. And so it's, it's really done well to kind of hide that, that image yeah. uh, of the swastika on the shield. And um, it's pretty bad. And, and uh, so, so after that happens, we find out that like, like, like we said, it's, it's being broadcast. It was all staged and Matt Murdock, Foggy Nelson, and uh, Becky mm-hmm. are in uh, in their office, and they yeah, are just the one woman. This time. Yeah, just the one woman, and they are watching it on TV. Yeah, and uh, obviously Becky and Foggy have their own opinion of what's going on, but Daredevil knows. Okay, this is not Captain America. I know Captain America. I fought with him before. Yeah. So um, I like that Foggy mentions. Uh, he, it said. Uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the jester. I think he said that at one point. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah, it was, if it was one of those jester broadcasts, yeah. how he was able to how to like manipulate the news mm-hmm. uh, with that guy's technology. Yeah, Matt basically uh, says I'm going to go and do some stuff. Um, goes into a, a room, turns the lights off, which I like. It was a yeah. nice touch. That's he's like, uh, mm-hmm. all right, I'm now I'm alone. I can turn the lights off and get changed. And while he's getting changed, he says, you know, I I I know that I could. Uh, Cap, Captain's own man, but uh, something's obviously up. And I, I swore I'd never turn my back on my friends, as you remember in that issue where he swore he'd never be Daredevil again. He pretty quickly said, no, people yeah. need me. Mm-hmm. And Cap's one of his friends, apparently. I didn't know yeah. that they were that close. Uh, the only time I remember seeing him was when he boxed him. And <laughs> <laughs> No, there, <laughs> was, there was an Avenger story as there well. Was, there, there was, there was. I know. I'm, really I'm being glib. So Daredevil goes on the chase. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up running into the National Force, actually uh, uh, chasing a police or being yeah. chased by a police yeah, car, and shooting and, out a police and, and they hit the tire fire. with a gun, and uh-huh. it goes flying. And Daredevil actually swoops down and, and saves a guy at a and newspaper it's his stand. Bread, bread and butter is saving people from uh, careening cars. He swings right. down, and we we reveal that he has five seconds to save this old guy who's just hanging out at a newsstand mm-hmm. or working there. It's not clear. Um, and then you know, four, three, two, one. He swings by, saves him. The police crash. The police go. Uh, they say thanks for that. Um, you're a sight for sore eyes. The national force slipped right through our fingers, and. That's the first time he hears of the National Force, even though um, What's-His-Face just shouted it. Oh, no, I guess he's, he's responding because Captain America shouted it on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, Daredevil swings off and says, I've got to follow these guys and find out where they're going. Yeah, so he follows them back to the studio, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes inside and he notices that, you know, something like the electronic equipment, uh, you know, this is a, it's a makeshift soundstage that they mm-hmm. created in this warehouse. Yeah. And he, he talks about wanting to get to the bottom of that. He uh, he, he touches the ground, sees that there's dolly tracks. He's like, okay, so this is where they just did this broadcast. I can obviously tell that. And he turns around, and what's so this is a typical, you know, I'm not saying the writer doesn't know Daredevil, but like, so he turns around and he's surprised by a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Daredevil would know they're all behind him. Yeah. But he turns around, what? Who are who? so many heartbeats? Yeah, right so there. many heartbeats. You've got Captain America. You've got a whole bunch of members of the National Force, including Doctor Faustus, Doctor, who is the main villain. Yeah, how do you say his name? Faustus, Doctor Faustus, and then you also have somebody who has these big bat ears. Who, yeah. who they who they call um, the uh, what do they call him? The Doctor? No, the the what's his name? 
Oh yeah, um, uh, he. I mean, he, he's the one that. I can't think he was. Well, anyways, we'll find it next issue. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the so the National Force, Doctor Faustus, yeah, and uh, and 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 evil Captain America, and Doctor Faustus is like Captain America. Listen to me, go fight Daredevil, and he's kill like, kill him, kill him. So then uh, they get we get another big fight. <clears throat> we and, do, and this is there's a this is funny that Daredevil's fought a lot of people over the years. Um, Doctor Faustus takes exactly. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten panels to deduce that Daredevil might be blind. That's pretty genius. Yeah, he's like, hang on a second, this is curious. Yeah, because because the way that he's because what happens is is Daredevil ends up catching or picking up. I can't remember either picks up or catches the shield, and he touches the shield, and he's mm-hmm. like, uh, "There's some painting on here. The, 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 you know, the, yeah. they're, they're, this is not right." Remember, he can't see the swastika, so he's yeah. like, "There's some type of tape uh, paint." And then Faustus is like, "The way that that man is touching the touching the shield is almost yeah. how a blind person would touch the shield." Yeah. And sure enough, um, after a couple punches from uh, Captain America, uh, Daredevil's able to kick this. I don't know this this big trash barrel full of some type of liquid. Yeah. Into Captain America, which. The the red the liquid actually ends up going onto the shield, which yeah. makes the paint start to immediately. I mean, come on, he just fought a whole bunch of people with this shield. So that whatever mm-hmm. this acid is, I mean, it should have done something to Captain America, his person, but apparently it just Might affected just the like shield. Nail, vo- nail varnish remover or no. something that works pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, he, he it, gives him a nice backhanded he, slap and says, yeah. "Come on, get together." And and the the he's able to deduce. He can smell that the oil, the paint mm-hmm. on the shield, is mixing with the oil from the canister. And he says, uh, it's run off. Cap, yeah. Look at your shield. And, and seeing the star is what yeah. snaps the, the, the mind wipe is off. And he's like, what am yeah. I doing? And uh, he comes to, and just in time to have all the guns of the national force point at him. And uh, they say, okay, you know what to do, guys. Kill them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how that issue ends. Yeah. And then, and then we jump over to uh, issue 235. Yeah. Crazy cover of Captain America and uh, Daredevil inside of a crashing airplane. Yeah, it's a bi. Is it, are they called biplanes? I never. Remember. I don't. Well, these are the these are the ancient airplanes. Yeah. These are the ones where you've got two seats in them and they're open. Yeah, the bi wing. Yeah, the old fighter. It's a great cover. Yeah. It's uh, the, the Daredevil's flying the plane and Captain America's standing on the wing while it's being shot by a uh, kind of red Baronish Nazi or uh, Iron Cross looking yeah. plane behind them. It's a uh, shooting out their wings um we cut to uh the, the it opens up with them we, we we reveal that the guns that were pointing at them were actually all flamethrowers so yeah the studio is on fire and they are out um we have a nice reveal of a giant water tank above them <laughs> i like that that it, it's mm-hmm. like hey guys just in case you're wondering what's going to be coming into play later yeah we've got this big water tower yeah um, so the, the fire's going on and these guys are trapped and it's actually kind of difficult for them to get out. Yeah, it, it's a great sequence because on, honestly, you know, with the amount of heat that comes from, you know, being immersed right in the middle of, mm-hmm. of, of a building, of a burning building, it would be difficult to get out. So it's yeah. literally over like a four or five page, maybe even more than that, like yeah. five or six pages of them actually finding a way to get out. Yeah. And while, this, while the building is on fire, um, the, all of the all the bad guys end up getting out and we find out the guy with the, with the bird ears yeah. is called the director, the director and Faustus keeps calling him director, no director, 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 director. So we'll talk about more of who he is, but um, yeah, they're all, by the way, they're wearing these, 
uh, Faustus is, is a guy with a, you know, he's got red hair, a big mustache, beard, wears these tiny little spectacles. Yeah, that cover his eyes. glasses mm-hmm. that make it look like he has glass eyes. Yeah, and uh, is dressed in a suit. But everyone else are in pure white mm-hmm. body suits that mm-hmm. cover their faces but leave their eyes and mouths open. Yeah. Really weird, the, uh, the National Force. But um, anyway, so uh, Daredevil... Um, Daredevil and, and Captain, Captain, they're able to get out of yeah, it. Yeah, they rescue each other from falling yeah, timber that's a, a, on fire. A couple of times. A couple of times. And, and, and then, at one point, Captain America actually burns his hands. Yeah, he does. That's he, kind of... Uh, yeah, it's kind of brutal. He 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 picks up a a, a piece of a huge piece of a, a bar a beam mm-hmm. that drops on Daredevil and it's on fire and he just says, you know, I've got to get you out. And his hands are burnt to to whatever, you know. It's but that's Cap. He will. Yeah. Oh. He'll he'll never stop. Yeah. And there's a great sequence too where uh, 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 Captain America ends up getting out on top of the roof mm-hmm. and uh, he. Uh, daredevil's billy club line is up there and captain america's pulling him up and he's even saying this hurts my hands so much but i have to do it um so i can get daredevil out of this burning building yeah and as jamie mentioned so they're on the roof the the uh, water tower smashes water comes down and makes it so the building uh well the building's actually still on fire yeah the building just collapses but the water helps them escape and get out of there they jump into some water as well just to make it even more clear that they're okay the grand director yeah the grand director who is the guy who comes up with all the ideas mm-hmm. uh and uh they find a charred piece of something i can't even it's a packing crate that's what it is and it has an address on it and uh the policeman is like the weirdest looking guy he's, yeah he looks like he's about four feet tall uh white hair and a pipe he's very very odd looking guy comes mm-hmm. up and he says you know uh, he's the commissioner um, he comes up and he's like, well, "Is this the first time we've seen a commissioner?" I think it. No, we saw her up in um, in San Francisco. There was a commissioner. Oh, okay. There was yeah. what's his face, their buddy, um, Sheena's uncle, Shana, Shana's oh, okay. uncle, whatever his name was. Oh, okay. You remember? Oh him? yeah, 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 yeah. I remember him. O'Hara. O'Hara. Thank you, hey, Commissioner good old O'Hara. O'Hara. Yeah. Um, so uh, they find this packing crate and they say it's so badly burnt we can't read the address and Daredevil goes <clears throat> give it to me excuse me sir yeah, may I have a look at that yeah, piece of evidence yeah let me let me touch it and find the address says, I've got it so we cut to that actual address um, and uh, what's Somewhere great is Captain America mask. The, the Grand Director is actually put inside of a Captain America mask and he looks like Captain America which I mm-hmm. want to point out so they drive up to this gate and the guard comes out and uh, it's Faustus and and uh, and, ca- and and our fake Captain America pulling up to the garden like, hey, you know what's going on? And and uh, he realizes, oh my goodness, Captain America. Uh, well, you know, I got to check to see if it's okay. And then the Grand Director takes out this can of of some spray, it's an aerosol can. And it's spra- like very Batman sixty six, yeah, and sprays him in the face, and that makes it so he's under their control and becomes we fl- a lackey and a fool. Yeah, and we find out that this spray is a, is it's a type of mind control, which is obviously if you put two and two together, you figure out that's how they were able to take control of Captain America's yeah. mind to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, anyway, so they're at a um, an air pavilion. And uh, there's a whole bunch of airplanes, and and we find out there's a big blimp as well. Mm-hmm. And we've got Faustus and and uh, the the Grand Director. They're loading up a whole bunch of uh, canisters yeah. of this spray into this blimp, and they're and the plan is is that they're going to mind control all of New York. Yeah, and uh, well, actually, not just New York. 
Yeah, it's, it's New York, right? Like, yeah, I think it's just New York. So they're gonna mind war or mind control all of them, and yeah. and then when they get there, they find out that Captain America and Daredevil are already there. Yeah, I don't know how they got there faster. Maybe the Quinjet. I don't know, but they get to this airfield. They're on top of the blimp. There's another fight that happens, but it's quickly stopped when they pull. Uh, when we find out that the fake Captain America has a gun to the head of one of the Carter girls, Peggy Carter. Peggy Carr, yeah, the original. The original one. And Captain America sees this and is like, oh my goodness. And, and it's funny that Peggy Carter is dressed all in the exact same outfit mm-hmm. as the National Force. So I wonder if there's more into that in I the think, Captain America before this. Yeah, maybe they had infiltrated the group together or something. But it's yeah. very... It's, I th- uh, Tal Bashima draws Peggy Carter to look like a middle-aged woman, which is really interesting. That yeah. she's, she's more... You know, her hairstyle is very old-fashioned. Well, her face is very old-fashioned. Well, um, Captain America is pretty old at this point. Yeah, Peggy Peggy is uh, is these old old flame, and it's Sharon yeah. who's later, right? But it's interesting that they make her that it really stands out that mm-hmm. she's she's an older woman in this. Um, so, so they, <laughs> they take so, off in the blimp. Yeah, they they get away, and uh, once That's they, when we get into the plane, we yeah, get they get the away. Old, so uh, Captain America and Daredevil are like, you know what, we gotta. We gotta we gotta go after this blimp. So they jump into a car, or sorry, they jump into an airplane. They jump into an airplane, and, and Daredevil says, "I hope you can fly this old bucket." And yeah. Cap says, "Oh, oh yeah. this is this is my wheelhouse, yeah. buddy. Get in." Yeah, and it's funny because it's it's a good thing because you know you wouldn't want Daredevil to fly considering how he's blind. But anyways, yeah. uh, so they so now we now we're at, this chase is now up in the air. We got a blimp yeah. in the way, and we are in the lead, and we've got Daredevil and Captain America in the open canopies, mm-hmm. driving or flying towards them. The blimp, and then and then all of a sudden, uh, two, you know, they get flanked by these two other planes yeah. filled with National Force people. Uh, pew pew pew. There's some gunfire. Yeah. Does it actually say pew? Oh no, it's a and they hit the fuel line obviously because that's all those those. Yeah. Those planes are making out of balsa wood or something, aren't they? <laughs> so, so flimsy. Um, <clears throat> so they're, they're flying along and they've got the black smoke coming out, the, the classic planes about the. And but Cap you know, says, I've got a plan. You, There's a parachute under your seat. Um, what I want you to do is aim the plane out to sea uh, so it glides out there so that we don't hit anything. And I'm going to get take me over to the blimp and then get this plane over to the sea. And just before it's about to hit, I want you to jump out, bail out. It, one thing I want to point out though that's funny is that uh, we got some more people we can add to the list because uh, the people in the airplane, uh, they end up crashing. Oh, yeah. He he, he does the, he, he gets them to fly into, into each, each other. other. Yeah. So they just killed a couple of people. Yeah. So was that Cap or Daredevil, do you think, who's. Uh, I'm gonna say it was Captain America because he was flying. Yeah, and they're Nazis. He'd kill Nazis all yeah, day long. He yeah. doesn't care about that. Yeah. Their lives are worthless. Um, so he's he he climbs out onto the wing and he says, "Get above the blimp. I'm gonna jump down." And it's a great plan. You know, it's all all gonna work out. But what happens is that um, the 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 aircraft suddenly the engine shorts mm-hmm. as they're above the blimp and it makes yeah. the aircraft drop and cap falls he, yeah and he's gonna miss he's gonna it's miss such the dirigible a cool sequence he's gonna he's falling it, he's missing the dirigible they're way up in the sky so they're above the city and the engines so basically you have captain america free falling to his death mm-hmm. um you have daredevil in charge of a plane uh, with no idea where he is i don't know how far his radar sense can work but he's way up in the sky and he's like oh i i'm done for did did sal buscema draw this issue mm-hmm 
Okay, so so this takes us into um, the last of the Captain Americas we're going to talk about, which is issue 236. And the first page is identical to the last page, just yeah. drawn slightly different. Yeah. So same artist draws the exact same thing, slightly different. Like, yeah. literally, it's, it, it's Captain America falling from the plane, about mm-hmm. to hit the blimp. Um, so anyways, uh, Daredevil, so you have a, a couple things happening here. You have Captain America falling, trying to figure out a way to uh, actually catch this blimp or else he knows he's going to fall to his death. So it's actually a, a very cool sequence. Mm-hmm. I like the part of him falling. And you have Daredevil trying to figure out a way to survive as well because yeah. he's, he's flying this plane that's, that's going to crash. So yeah, the engine's dying. Mm-hmm. And he, he thinks, you know what, I've got a plan. And he does this crazy maneuver where he loops around, um, is able to to spot where Cap's fallen, does a huge loop-the-loop. Mm-hmm. Cap almost catches the dirigible, the blimp, misses it, um, but Daredevil is able to throw his billy club and Cap catches it and he uses it to, of course, of all things... Of all things, catch on a flagpole. Catches on and, a flagpole. And he has to let go of it at just the right time because this part's cool because it, he realizes that it's going to like tear his arm pull off. Pull his arm off, yeah. It's just enough to take Slow him summer. down so yeah. then he can then slow down some more by landing into an awning, yeah. which Daredevil had to fall exactly like this yeah. a couple issues ago yeah. with Daredevil. And and Cap uses his shield to take out some more. The vibranium takes which, out Which is awesome. I, I haven't read very much Captain America, but in, in the early issues that I have read, mm-hmm. that's how he survives everything. Just the, shield the shield took the blunt of the force. Yeah. The shield took the majority of the force. It says it all the time. Oh, are you okay? I'm okay because the shield protected me. Mm-hmm. The shield can't even cover his whole body. <laughs> his legs should be all jacked up. Anyways. He must have really good knees. So Captain America <clears throat> survives, and then Dar- but it's in a lot of pain and broke some ribs, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and his hands are blistered. And yeah, he's, you know. yeah which, which I like. And Daredevil ends up... This is so funny. A... Uh, uh, I don't think it, the survival chances of this are like less than a half of a percent. But Daredevil crashes the plane into these into these cranes uh-huh. and it or not cranes, uh, cranes. In, in, into crates mm-hmm. and and the plane gets cut in half and the the crates go everywhere and Daredevil actually survives. There's no way he it looks would like he bailed out. He, he did his thing because he, he's in the water, so maybe no. he jumped out. Oh yeah, no, he's, he's no, he out. is in the water, but. Dude, no way. No. The chance, the chance of survival are next to none. Well, that's where Daredevil lives on yeah. the edge, Joshua. Okay, on I, the I, edge. I, I apologize. Um, so we we cut up. We see uh, can we, we have a nice little recap for the story about Doctor Faustus and Bucky and I don't know what's going on. I, to be perfectly well, honest, here, it's all here, very confusing. <laughs> well, what happens is is and this is what I thought was interesting. We find out that the Grand Director was actually. A pre- old school, a, a, a previous version of Captain America. Mm. So that's why he that's looked right, like yes. Captain America with the, with the mask on. Um, that Faustus had manipulated and uh, ended up capturing him and a fake version of Bucky, mm-hmm. and and then he killed Bucky in front of Captain America. Yeah, to test that to he te- was mind wiped. To up. test that he was mind wiped. Actually, Captain America was the one that killed Bucky. Yeah. To, ch- to show that he was actually under the mind control. Yeah. And um, we don't really know why he did, does this, but it's just part of his master plan of either getting the real Captain America, in, in, yeah. you know, to take control of him. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it ended up working out. 
And so the grand director is under his control, and it led up to the whole thing. But the, the one thing I don't understand is we see as soon as um, as the uh, fake Captain America reveals himself that mm-hmm. he is actually a, another version of Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. we see that. We had the flashback of everything that happened. Then the next time we see the grand director, he's on the ground whimpering like... Yeah, it's very weird. It, it doesn't make any sense. And there's this there's this horrible line from um, Doctor Faustus where he says, "Stop cowering there on the floor like an autistic infant." But, but, really, <laughs> but what I don't get, horrible man. But what I don't get is like why he's cowering on the ground. There doesn't explain any reason unless the only thing I can think of is maybe Carter was being, or maybe Faustus was telling Carter this story out loud. Mm. And it and it made him feel so bad that he killed Bucky. Yeah, that, that he, he drops. That he drops. But then he's not under mind control. Yeah. If that's the case. anyways, who cares? Let's not spend too much time no. on it. He kills himself anyway. He actually presses yeah. the belt buckle, which has a uh, mm-hmm. inflammatory thing on it, so it catches. He yeah. catches on fire. While this is happening, Cap and Daredevil have got a Quinjet. Have uh, caught up with the blimp, and he says, "Okay, let's try that plan again. This time." Don't jerk around and just yeah. keep it steady. Right. He drop. I mean, they're in a quinjet. They could fly right to the blimp, but yeah. for some reason he wants to do a 40-foot drop. He, he drops down on it. He finds the entrance. He climbs in. Um, there's a whole bunch of fighting with with uh, bad guys. Uh, Captain America's pretty tired, but he's still, you know, yeah. he's Captain America. Yeah, and to sum it up really, really quick, what happens is is that after while he's finding the National Force piece, uh, people, Faustus goes to the lever to release the gas that's mm-hmm. going to make all of all of New York uh, under my control. But Captain America is able to stop it um, yeah. by uh, by hitting something that. Uh, or, he, throw, by, he throws oh, the shield into his hand that stops him releasing it, yeah. and then the the blimp is jarring around because people mm-hmm. are catching on fire. And this is typical Captain America, is that the blimp crashes in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, yay, Daredevil's there. G- yeah, good guys win. Daredevil is getting people out of the water, but um, uh, Faustus is trapped underneath all these big canisters of the gas. If this was Daredevil, yeah. Daredevil would have not saved him, would have been like, darn it, he went down with the ship. There's nothing I nothing can do. Nothing I could have done. But Captain <laughs> America, all beat up and everything, Goes and save this guy's busted ribs. He goes and saves this terrible, terrible, terrible human being's yeah. life, so he can go to prison and cost taxpayers a whole bunch of money. Yeah, you should have just let him die, Captain America. Come on, but that's not the Captain America way. There is, is one not. great line in this. I think it's in the previous issue where they, uh, um, Daredevil asks Captain America to stop calling him son. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I was reading that, I was thinking. Oh, this is so annoying. Stop calling him son. And so I love the fact that Daredevil's like, uh, can you stop calling me son, please? Can you please? do me a favor? Drop the son part. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So uh, that kind of sums that up. That does. O- overall, it was it was okay. But I think the fact that I'm into reading Frank Miller stuff now, I was like, I want to get back to Frank Miller now. Yeah. I don't, you know, th- this yeah. feels a lot like the older stuff. Yeah. It's um, very shocking to see um, Cap doing yeah. all that stuff. But it's, it's kind of, I'm, of all of the Marvel characters, Captain America is probably the one I'm least invested in. I've never connected to him. I've read, I've never read a run of his stuff. I've just picked up random issues here and there, right. and it it doesn't he doesn't do all that much for me, to be honest. He's yeah. just like, yeah, okay, cool, Captain America. So we go 
back to the Daredevil. We're we going to cover a three issue arc to wrap up this podcast. Yes. 59, 159, 160, 161. Yeah. And this is the first time that uh, Frank Miller has a chance to dabble in with Bullseye. Bullseye. And this is a three issue Bullseye um, uh, little series here. Yeah. And We're- I really like it. It, I, I I think this is Bullseye really becoming Bullseye. Yeah, and with the which I won't say what it is now, but with the exception of the end, which I wasn't a big fan of, mm-hmm. I really like this. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, what you, what what happens is you're introduced to a whole bunch of other characters, or you're introduced to Eric Slaughter, who is like a fringe bad guy um, crime boss that is is introduced now, and he's, he becomes like a little player in a circle. Um, you see Turk, you see a bunch of other. Smitty, yeah, Leech you, you, and you've got Ben Urich uh, once again in here, and he's and, and, and he's he's on it. Yeah, he's figuring out the story of who Daredevil is throughout yeah. this three these three issues. Yep, and it, it it opens up and it gives a nice little recap prologue flashback mm-hmm. uh, about when Daredevil. And this, we don't know why yet, but this actually we do. This plays into effect right away. But mm-hmm. uh, this is where Daredevil beats. Bullseye. Yeah, you remember when he was in the television studio? Yeah, and and, and, and it's kind of cool because you know we find out in the beginning here that <clears throat> the Bullseye is learning how Daredevil fights. Yeah, so he can figure out how to beat him. Yeah, studying the way he fights. I love it. it, yeah. it it's 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 very very Bullseye now. So what he does is he's there and he's in a room full of goons bad guys and he, he says he being bullseye he being bullseye he's under the guise of mr poindexter which mm-hmm. is one of his aliases yeah um and he's saying i'd like to hire you guys i want daredevil killed um and there's a part of him that knows that they won't be able to do it but like you said he wants to study he wants to study i know it's it's i'm just I, I, this kind of gets gets revealed throughout this issue but yeah so yeah that he's videotaping people going after him so he can see daredevil fighting more and more so he can continue to learn, observe, and figure out the best way to beat him. It is yeah. a, it's very, very similar to like Bane mm-hmm. yeah, with Batman, uh, which is the same type of deal where, where Bane studies Batman, yeah. sees, finds his weaknesses through uh, observation versus just going after him. Yeah, thinking he releases he's everybody. Over, yeah, just thinking he's going to overpower him. It's the exact same way here with Bullseye. And it's, it's very cleverly done and... Uh, and uh, I don't know. It, it's really cool. Yeah. So we cut to uh, Matt, and he's being hounded by the media to try and find out the story of why he was kidnapped by the Animan, uh, as we saw in last issue, and why three people turned up dead um, and, uh, during the kidnapping. And, he's like, um, you, and he, you're going to have to ask Daredevil. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Ask Daredevil. I don't know anything about that. And while that's going on, Ben Urich standing to one side going, Hmm, Matt Murdock and Daredevil. There's something more going on here. Uh, we go inside the the courthouse where there's a judge coffin, and they, they really make a point of him seeming like he's going to be a bigger character than he is. But he just kind of he's just like this weird judge who's like everyone must pay for their crimes in his yeah. mind, and he's like you you got off this time, even though he's he's granted them an extension. Um, it's a it's a it's a little case, and they basically say we need more time to work out the circumstances. Can, can I just say here that you mentioned this last pod, I think it was one of the couple of podcasts before, but I really like how foggy is turning into the foggy that yeah. I know mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, foggy at the beginning when Stan Lee was writing him, uh, he, he kind of started the, the bubbly kind of chubby, mm-hmm. um, 
kind of dumb dumb. Yeah. And then that changed when he became ran for DA and mm-hmm. he became this very strong became character. Really angry he for became a while. angry and now we finally go back to uh to old foggy, the old foggy, foggy that I know the, and like. The bow yeah. tie and the yeah. The, the thing that they slowly what they they sell Foggy on is that like he seems like this bumbling idiot, but he is actually like an incredible legal mind, and he has a great memory for these random cases, and he has a great mm, uh, methodical approach to it. And he says at some point, I can't remember where it is. It's much later on. He says, you know, Matt is like the flamboyant one that is able to sell all of our ideas, mm-hmm. but I'm the one who does all of the, the right the work. He's the, the show. He's the showman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we see this going on, and while this is going on, we see Turk and some other guy, uh, Leech, I guess, um, and they're watching Matt. And they leave the courthouse, they're walking along, and there's a couple of other people. There's a guy that looks like a homeless guy who's rummaging through a trash can. There's another guy that's a mailman that's getting some letters, and they're whispering to each other, you know, they're here, let's get there. And I'm whispering. And while this is going on, Matt's hearing all of this, this planning and this colluding going on. Um, Foggy, of course, is walking along going, I'm hungry. Where can we eat next? Uh, my stomach's rumbling. And, and, and while this goes on, um, the, the, uh, some of the bad guys that have been trailing them jump out and act as though they're going to mug them, <clears throat> you know, pull guns and knives on them. And, and Foggy's like, I don't have any cash on me. Can you take card? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm on a new, uh, you know, don't, yeah. don't hurt us. And, and they basically say, you're a friend of Daredevil's. Get this message to him. He needs to go to Pier 42, I think it is. Um, tell him that Slaughter wants to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, midnight tonight, Pier 42. Yeah, Eric Slaughter was one of the people that was being shown the tape yeah. that, De- that Bullseye was showing him yeah. about the fighting styles that, or, you know, when he fought him. And uh, uh, so Eric Slaughter has hired these guys yeah. to. To get the message over. To get the message for They basically say, if you don't get the message over, we'll come back for you and your your pudgy friend here. Um, And then they run off and and Foggy's like, well, that was close, wasn't it, Matt? Matt? And Matt's gone. Matt's done the the run. Um, We have a beautiful page of of Daredevil approaching the pier. And what he does is he gets to the pier and uses his senses. It's It's a great sequence. He gets up high above the pier and he sees the guy that's waiting for him. Uh, but he waits way up above and he listens and senses all that's down there and he hears everybody preparing their guns, talking, working out what it's going to do and he puts together his plan and he's like, okay, uh, Slaughter's an old man but all these guys, it's too much of a risk coming out of retirement to put a contract on me so what? why is he doing this? There's obviously something more to this. <clears throat> and he goes down uh, behind and slowly takes out each little pocket of uh, people that are waiting to, to get him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he creeps down on the pier and uh, uses his billy cup to take out a spotlight, uh, jumps up on the boat, takes out a couple of people here, disappears, takes out a couple of people there. While this is going on, they, they open fire on the fight that's going on and him, he and another guy, uh, Leech, I think, uh, fall into the water and you get what the image that's on the cover which is that Leech has his hands around Daredevil's throat and they're falling in the water but Leech is dead yeah. um, and Daredevil's kind of trapped under the dead weight um, but he's able to get out he comes back up he takes out a couple more people He's and the, the only reason he's fighting all of this is he doesn't care about these people he's just saying why are you doing this what is the deal what, yeah. who's, who's, who's after me who's and, put a contract and, and, out and all the art throughout these 
these these few pages that Jamie's Jamie's talking about. Yeah. It's so cool and yeah. it's so good. And I love it whenever Frank Miller he'll throw in a uh, a um, uh, silhouette piece yeah. as well yeah. and focus in on the the background, mm-hmm. which is which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of there's it's a great sequence of him just like fighting one person, then disappearing, coming back, fighting another person. Turks kind of running all the way through it. Thinking this is this is way out of my I'm I'm not built for this. He's getting nervous, and Daredevil knows that Turk is the the weak. Mm-hmm. He's the pressure point in all of this. So he gets down and he actually breaks his jaw. He punches him, and we find out in the next issue that he broke his jaw. But he punches him pretty hard. But when he punches him, uh, Turk fires the gun near his his ear, and that kind of messes up his senses mm-hmm. um yeah it is it is directly right by his ear okay. yeah so while that goes on the guy that was the decoy that was like luring him out to the pier where he's he's still waiting there he's standing there and mm-hmm. daredevil gets to him and his senses are still wonky what happens is he's walking towards this guy and the guy pulls out a gun and he's seeing he's seeing shadow images. So he's seeing in his radar sense, he's seeing multiples. So cool, yeah. And the guy pulls out the gun and he cocks the gun and he's getting ready. And Daredevil was like, okay, I'm gonna I I don't know which gun is the real gun. Yeah. I don't know which is the real guy, but he basically bats the bullet away. With the I know. <laughs> he's like, Nope. Nope. <laughs> and he gets to him, and then this is this is I think this is the main reason why his senses had to be a bit wonky. Um, is that he gets to the guy and he's like, "You spill it. What? Who's after me? Who's doing this?" And he's just about to say it. He's about to say what's happening, and yeah. it reveals that on a little dinghy uh-huh. out watching, and like you yeah. said, video in this is of course bullseye, bullseye. But he's in his civvies. He is, and he throws. He throws. The, he throws uh, the, the, the the lifesaver. The, the ring. Yeah, the lifesaver ring and snaps the guy's neck so kills him <laughs> so he can't tell daredevil who's behind it and daredevil a dude name point <laughs> yeah and, and daredevil looks off to the side and sees uh the the guy on the boat yeah. bullseye way off in the distance and, he, and is like is he holding a video camera yeah, he's like my sense is on quite yeah there. i can't see who it is but it seems to be holding a video camera why yeah. then so, it cuts yeah to we got uh, epilogue yeah we got a funnel epilogue here where we actually see bullseye watching the the footage he's now dressed in his bullseye outfit yeah and uh and he he picks up a newspaper, and and the newspaper says the widow returns. So now we find out. Okay, now this is Bullseye's next plan mm-hmm. to get to Daredevil. Now that I have watched him, now that I figured out his fighting technique, his style, and I and I think I've got the perfect way to beat him. I now know the, exactly how I can lure him in. I'm going to go after the person he loves, who he believes he still loves him mm-hmm. or loves her, is Black Widow. So yeah. I'm going to go after her to set my trap. Yeah. Oh, and then we get in, and then I don't know if you have it in that issue. Um, you have the I'm, little billy yeah. club. Yeah. Oh, I love this. It's just yeah. a nice little explanation of Daredevil's Billy Club. Uh, Daredevil's it's Billy just Club. It's just a fun for for new readers, I guess, to come yeah. in and uh, you know they probably realized, wow, you know, we sold three hundred and fifty thousand of one fifty <laughs> of one fifty or was it one fifty eight? Yeah. So we got to start. You know, we got some new readers. We got coming some new in. readers. Like, you know, this is the start of the second yeah. leg. Of, yeah. Um, so you have, and they mentioned that his Billy Club has been pared down. It used to have a lot of stuff in it, but now it's more like mm-hmm. it's the it's a weapon and it's a means of transport, and it fits nicely into his uh, mm-hmm. his leg strap thing. Um, issue one sixty September. 1969, 79, 79. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's so weird to jump from July to September. 
Um, so we have Bullseye <laughs> with with a head. He's taken out Black Widow with a hairdryer. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing this cover when I was uh, getting these the first time and just thinking, God, he's such a weird looking guy. Does Bullseye? He's yeah. So, like, is he? Is it, does he have mental powers? What is it? But it's a uh, Black Widow. The epilogue. Like I said, this is do 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 crime dragnet mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. Epilogue sees Black Widow jumping into her apartment window you have a nice little frame picture of uh, ivan i don't know if you saw that but ah yeah, ivan yeah, yeah that's so cool and she gets there and waiting in there is uh is bullseye it says good evening natasha romanoff a lovely night for a murder isn't it and he throws a hairbrush at her smashes a window uh, smashes a mirror, a mirror yeah <clears throat> and they have a great fight where he's just basically you, you get a real sense of what a good fighter bullseye is in this mm-hmm. in this sequence because you know black widow is no slouch when it comes to yeah and she up. she's trying to get her um uh trying to get her uh her, her sting her sting uh, bracelets yeah. um and daredevil or in bullseyes like jamie mentioned which is kind of replicated replicated on the cover is that he's using the wire of a blow dryer to kind of choke her and to mm-hmm. keep her from getting them and yeah. and she finally gets a, a couple of good um um, she gets, good, yeah, gets a nice couple of kicks in, and a, a yeah. kicks and punches. We see there's a, a, a sculpture of Daredevil's. Head I know, which I thought was really weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that's in there, uh, but ultimately, um, uh, Daredevil's or Bullseye is able to beat Black Widow by um, throwing uh, something up in the air. It's like one of the little. He has these little canisters on his wrists that he takes off yeah. and uses that. It must be like so, a little blade or something. So he breaks the the uh, cable of a chandelier yeah. and the chandelier falls on top of Black Widow. Mm-hmm. So now the trap is set. So he kidnaps Black Widow and his call, he leaves his calling card, which is a little picture of Black Widow, the same one from the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, uses a knife to leave it stabbed into the uh, into the wall. Yeah. And, and the only note is... Um, it doesn't give his name. He just draws a bullseye on it. Yeah, he so, draws the target. Because he figures at some point, Matt's going to show up. Oh, sorry, Daredevil's going to show up yeah. at Black Widow's and see this and obviously come looking for her. Yeah. It's a great little sequence. And it then, is. It, yeah, and then so now we cut to the story. That we was just story. kind of, that was the whole thing was the epilogue. Epilogue. Do, 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 do. Uh, it's called In the Hands of Bullseye. Yeah, and... and um, uh, <laughs> I've forgotten her name again. Heather. Heather. Heather is finally yeah. going to her yeah. father's grave. So and, and I remember all, there was. And the, this was all. Ma- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, in, in a previous issue, the the funeral happened, and she did. She wasn't there. Mm-hmm. She wasn't present. Matt actually convinces her here. It's like, okay, you need to go see your yeah. father. You know, hopefully this will. You know, I think what Matt's trying to do it's kind of selfish. He's 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 caring get more over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's caring more about trying to get her to be into him than yeah. for her to actually get over what's going on. Yeah. So he, you know, he tells her, "You need to go see your dad." He's, and he's really horrible to her, it, it, and it yeah. goes on and on. Where he becomes really manipulative and really yeah. kind of like he wants to basically own and control her. So there's a it it has a little bit of that. But what happens is that uh, Heather slaps him and says, you know, you're you're more interested in being Daredevil than you are in being Matt. I needed you as Matt and you weren't there for me. And then and then he's like, but you know what? You need to be okay with it. Is yeah. what he tells her. Yeah. You need to be okay that I am both these people. The world yeah. needs Daredevil and I'm gonna be Daredevil. And yeah. she kind of storms off all mad at him and and then uh you know Foggy and uh Deborah were there as well. Yeah. And uh, Becky. And oh, Becky, yeah. why not Becky? Mm-hmm. Their their receptionist goes and you know yeah. does come, out, every, come out in the rain yeah, with us. Yeah, come out in the rain with us. So Daredevil is you know, mask or sorry, mask kind of sulking. He goes home. We have a great, great little uh panel here of Daredevil 
once uh, sorry of Matt standing in a big window looking yeah. outside and uh the moonlight is causing a uh, shadow on the ground but mm-hmm. it's a shadow of daredevil yeah. um from Matt Matt's leaving a daredevil shadow with the little horns yeah. love that little panel yeah the, there. The, the panel before it you have Becky saying Matt needs us foggy and foggy saying now he wants to be alone and then we we cut to that panel that you just mentioned where he says, I hate being alone. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really nice coloring contrast as well, which is that the, the, the area on the floor where the shadow is falling is red, but Matt's standing in a blue window. So you mm-hmm. get like the dichotomy of the two uh, characters. Um, he's thinking, you know, I wish, I wish I had someone that I could be with. And he looks out and walking by his house at that exact moment is Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson. And he says, you know, I wish I could be like that young couple. And, they don't have a, tr- a care in the world. Bless them. They're they're happy and they're, um, you know, why why can't I have that kind of happiness? <laughs> oh, the irony, um, oh, the which irony. happened. I think didn't Spider Man do that before? Didn't he see? Yeah, he saw. Uh, he saw Matt and someone else, and he was like, "Why can't I have that kind of thing?" Uh, I think it was Daredevil and uh, Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I know that's that's so funny. Um, so he's saying, you know, I've got, I need to go speak to someone who understands. And, and I should I, go see Natasha. She's in town. Yeah, and it's just so funny. I just want to say something. So you know, we get like, a few panels inside of Matt's uh, apartment mm-hmm. while he's kind of sulking and feels yeah. bad and tired of being alone. And inside his apartment, there's statues as well. Well, he has a whole room. Um, they show there's a, 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 a cross section of his brownstone uh-huh. that appears in a few books. It might, it might be in the annual. I can't remember. Um, but they show that he has an area that is all sculptures. That is like his sculpture okay, I don't gallery. That. I just think it's interesting, like decoration wise. Like I don't have statues in my house. Mm, you. Well, I've got to, action figures, but yeah, I mean, I meant, statues of but, a kind. but these are like big, gigantic statues. Well, you know, he's blind. He likes to feel things. Okay. <laughs> um, so he, he gets changed. He has another, it's a one, two, three, four, five, six panel, six panel change. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Down. so wh- I wonder why he decided to go see Natasha. Well, he says, I need to talk to someone who but, understands why I need to be Daredevil and Matt. Okay. Yeah. And he says, you know, Natasha's yeah, in yeah, town. That's true. He's just, he, <laughs> He's Matt. He's yeah. you know he wants. But I love I love the sequence of him leaving his his uh, brimstone. Yeah, uh, he has a a, a little uh, step a, a, pes- a pressure plate that he can step on that lifts up the skylight. Yeah, so that he can which jump it, out. which like when I think of Matt's apartment, I think of this apartment. Yeah. With with this skylight, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's really cool. And there's a great sequence of the skylight opened up, and and Daredevil jumping out while shooting his uh, mm-hmm. Billy Club cable. Yeah, it, it's neat. And then we've got some swinging on flagpoles, and yeah. and it takes four panels for him to get over to uh, Natasha's place. Same. And when he gets there, he realizes this whole place is in shambles. Something has happened. Yeah, and that's where he finds the note. He uses his fingers sees that there's ink of bulls of a bullseye symbol on the yep. picture of Natasha. So he crumples up the paper and is mm. like Natasha. Yeah. And uh so so we know he's gonna go looking for her. and where does he go? He goes to talk to Ben Urich. Ben Urich, mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting because mm-hmm. they haven't really had any previous interaction. No. I like that he's there with a towel around his neck as well. It's yeah. kind of interesting. No, no, it is funny, but but I just don't know why he chose Ben Urich. Yeah. I can't remember the last time they were never together, were they? There was one in the earlier ones, weren't they? There was a, like a brief moment, maybe. Maybe. But, well, anyway, so he's there and he's talking to Ben. And it's funny because Ben is like, 
secretly getting information, I'm sure, figuring yeah, he's out. he's asking, how long have you known uh, Matt Murdock? And he's saying, yeah. never mind that. I need information on this guy, Bullseye. Yeah. And he's like, well, here you go. This is what happened. Bullseye was a model prisoner. He was going through uh, psychiatric observation until but why four go days to ago. Ben Urick and not like the police? I, mean, he, I don't think he has, because you have like Lieutenant Rose and people like that who he doesn't have a good relationship with the police at the moment. Superheroes uh, are a bit wonky yeah. with the police. So. Um, so he goes there and he finds out that, that, um, that Bullseye basically killed his way out of jail. He was, he was doing fine until just recently and he shot his way out of jail, stole a police car, went on the run and then was gone. And, and, and just like he was gone, uh, Daredevil disappears after Ben Urich tells him this. Daredevil disappears. Um, and it was Ben Urich, Urich yeah, he takes he, the Daredevil folder. No, he takes the Matt Murdock folder out of, uh, out Oh of, yes, that's right. Out of the file cabinet and, and paperclip to the Matt Murdock, uh, folder is a picture of Daredevil. Yeah. He is putting two and two together. Yes. He's, oh, smart Urich. Yeah. Urich is smart. So Daredevil swings down. He's got a. Cha- he's got a. He, now this is something that happens in um, in the Frank Miller run a lot, which is that he basically goes undercover into mm-hmm. uh, often into Josie's bar and grill. Yeah, <clears throat> he goes in, which is like a real dive bar uh, down by the uh, Brooklyn Bridge. I guess it's down by the yeah. docks. He's got a and, whole bunch of criminals in there hanging yes. out, and yeah. uh, he's going to get some information. And all he does is he puts on a jacket and a hat and pulls it down. So I wonder if it. I wonder it, if he, he does takes them. off his mask too. He does, yeah. But it's like the rest of him is Daredevil. So his his whole suit is he's on wearing his gloves, this, this trench yeah. coat. So he goes in and he basically says, you know, I'm looking for some information. I've got some cash. Um, and then he loudly mentions Slaughter's name, Eric Slaughter, who from the last issue was the guy that was masterminding the attempt on Daredevil's life. Yeah. And everybody responds and the guy says, keep your, keep your mouth shut. You know, keep, keep it down. You're going to get us killed. And then Turk wanders over and his jaws wired shut because he got it broken last issue. And he kind of says, you know, come, you're coming with me. And there's a bunch of other guys that surround him. Josie does her thing of saying, not inside the bar, guys. I probably just had the window replaced last week or whatever. She normally yeah. says, she pulls out a gun and says, you know, take this outside. And then it kicks off. We have a bar fight. Huge um, bar fight with, yeah. a, with a lot of crazy looking dudes fighting each other. Yeah, suddenly everyone's fighting everybody. And what happens is someone says, wow, this guy's got some moves. It's almost as if he's, oh, no. And they put two and two together. Right. It's Daredevil. It's Daredevil. Daredevil then uses his billy club. Yeah. And uh, turns, out turns the lights. off the lights. Yeah. Beats up a bunch of other people. Does a great, there's a great sequence of him just basically taking out like five or six guys and just sees them going down down he gets hit by a chair and just about to get taken out but he smashes the window of course and then um the 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 prologue two panel prologue in this one he grabs turk and he says i want you to find bullseye and tell him daredevil is coming Mm -hmm. poor turk is like well not poor he's a bit of a jerk he's always been a jerk since i like turk though he's turk is it's such a great Fun character, yeah, yeah. It's so different from his first. You remember his first appearance way back when the, with uh, the Black Panther storyline, mm-hmm. and he was kind of, kind of sinister. Yeah, and he slowly morphed into this. I wonder buffoon. if that. Do you remember that other one though? Do you remember that one time when there were two people on a boat? This is while he was going to that gambling that was yeah on, that and, was and uh, Debbie was, a, was yeah, and there was two characters and one of them was called Turk, although he was white. Yeah. I wonder if it was meant to be the same Turk and he was just color different. I don't know. I, I tried to find out and I think it, from Varun, I, I could see it wasn't, mm. but 
I think that was just because of the coloring thing. No, there's no uh, suggestion that they colored him wrong because it's. Mm. They did color him wrong a couple times in the last issue, though. Yeah, they had a white guy getting. Uh, yeah, there was a bit it, where he's shooting a gun and he's a white guy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's usually on the close-ups. He he was he they gave him dark skin, and then on the on the f- uh, wide shots they gave him light skin. Mm-hmm. So they, I guess they did too quick on coloring. Yeah. So now we 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 into the last issue of the day, and yeah. um, this wraps up the the thing, and it's, oh, it's such a good issue. Except for I'm not a big fan of how it ended. I'll tell you why when we get there. Yeah, although um, it kind of reveals later on that why that might be the case at the end, you know, late in later issues. Okay. Um, but basically, what you have is you have Bullseye. Um, the the cover is uh, the classic um, heroine um, damsel, damsel in distress. distress sorry, she's, she's she's tied to a uh, a train line, but in this case, mm-hmm. it's a um, a roller coaster, roller coaster track. track. Yeah, and Daredevil and Bullseye fighting. So what happens is we we do a straight jump. Um, Turk is running to where. Mr. Thorder. Mr. You got to do something. You got to do something. That's because his jaws busted. Um, And he bursts in and uh, Slaughter is like, you're an idiot. You just brought Daredevil right to us. Mm -hmm. You know, they give, uh, he he gives him, he hits him with a, this this guy's jaw is just like permanently broken. He hits him with a a walking cane. Yeah. Pretty hard. And um, Daredevil Daredevil jumps down. literally was right behind him the whole time. Yeah. He jumps down and, and and knocks them all around. He's talking to Slaughter and yeah. kicking kicking the goons in the face and everything. And then, yep. and then he realizes that there is a they're um, in Coney Island. And yeah. he realizes that there's some electricity buzzing up. buzzing up above him, and yeah. that's where he he goes up and and uh, he there's this this big um, uh, antenna tower that's lifting yeah. up in the air. Yeah, he gets up there and he uses his senses to try and find out where they are. Um, while he's going up there, they, there's a whole bunch of goons opening fire, fire on him. Fire on him, yeah. He's jumping around and um, Bullseye starts talking over the loud hailer and he says, you know, the Coney Island Cyclone, Black Widow's tied to it. She's about to die. Go on, do your thing, do your thing. And he starts to make the, the chase towards where she's tied. Th- this was so cool because if you're reading this from the first time, Jamie, <coughs> yeah. you're looking at it and you see Black Widow tied up. Yeah. You see the, uh, I'll just say, tra- the roller coaster cart yeah. coming at it. And Daredevil's quickly trying to get there. And, and uh, Bullseye's watching this whole thing. Yeah. And, and, and while he's trying to get there, goons are shooting at him. Yeah. But and then there's Dare- a whole gang of them waiting at the yeah. exact point. To and take then him Daredevil out. chooses to not save black widow and yeah. instead take out the goons and and you're thinking or or, or instead just avoid the goons in general yeah, he just swings past yeah he doesn't try to save her one of and, them shouts out that he's uh he's he's letting her die yeah and there's a great sequence of the train actually hitting black widow mm-hmm. black widow falling to the ground and, and and falling down and and as a reader when you're watching that or when you're reading this you're like holy crap he didn't save her. Yeah, that's insane. Is Black Widow dead? And then we find out it was a, um, a mannequin. It, it was mannequin, and Bullseye's all mad. He knew somehow. He knew that it was a mannequin. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Matt did because he can, you know, hear that it wasn't a heartbeat. You know, know that it's not her. But what's great is there's no dialogue. Normally, like in a, in a, this would have been, you know, one of the like the Silver Age issues. One of them he way back. Talking we would have heard his it. inner dialogue yeah. and be like, oh, you know what? I can tell that is not. Um, yeah, wait a not second. Her. A heartbeat. Yeah, there it, is no. There is no heartbeat. This? This but is no, yeah. there was no need to have any dialogue. It was all through the action. Yeah, I thought that was really clever how they did that. Yeah, it's a great sequence. It's yeah. like three or four pages that just show him swinging. And, and then 
uh, bypassing. Um, we cut to where Bullseye actually Bullseye, is, yeah. and we find out that the real Black Widow is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that he seems to he seems to have picked out like the the best marksman in slaughter's group and mm-hmm. kind of made his own little gang of bullseye yeah. goons um there's one guy that's that's throwing they've tied um uh, black widow up to a, a board and they're throwing knives at her just to kill time i guess um while this is going on we cut to fogwell's gym where i know ben is asking ben, some questions yeah, and he's, he's finding saying, out about oh, uh about uh tell me about old jack yeah. and his son matt and the one thing that, that comes out of this scene that is crucial is that he deduced, uh, you know, he's deducing that uh, Matt is in fact Daredevil. Yeah. But as he's interviewing the the the, the, the old janitor, yeah, uh, he's telling him about how he used to be beat up as a kid. Matt was beat up as a kid, and then he asks, he had so a he nick- said the neighborhood kids used yeah, to bully him, and they nickname. had a nickname for he's, him. And he's like, let me guess, like what was it? And he's like, it was Daredevil. And he goes, ah, Ben York's like, okay, all right. So so at this point, Ben knows for sure that Matt is Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, he's just trying to work out how. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut back and uh, the guy who's throwing the knives doesn't realize that he thinks that Black Widow is kind of squirming to avoid the knives. But what she's actually doing is she's maneuvering herself to get the knife to hit the ropes that's holding her. And for some reason, they took off her shoes. Yeah. I like that, though. It's kind of a weird... They took off her gloves and her shoes. Yeah. Maybe they put them on the mannequin. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, who knows? But I do like the... Um, but they, they were decent enough to leave her with her main outfit on. Right. Um, Bullseye realizes what's going on. He says, you're an idiot. Can't you see what's happening? She gets loose and she is able to to get a few nice blows in and take out some of the goons. And just before um, uh, Bullseye is a, pulls out his knife and he says... And she says, I'm going to come for you. You're, you're done for. But... Just as he's getting ready to fight her, oh, yeah. the uh, the thwip of the, the billy club mm-hmm. uh, line wraps his wrist and pulls him down, and he says, "Okay, that's enough. You and me are going for it." And this is this is the two different styles. Basically, whenever Daredevil and Bullseye fight, what you get is you get a combination of Daredevil pulls him close so that he can hit him repeatedly and uh-huh. uh, kind of use his his fighting skills against him. And Bullseye tries to get away so that he can throw things at him. And it's a really good version of that fight. While that's going on, uh, Black Widow is fighting the goons in the background. Um, Bullseye is able to grab some uh, 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 softballs from a, um, a fairground attraction and you know gets, gets some good throws in. Uh, there's a great sequence where Daredevil throws the billy club at Bullseye and Bullseye catches it and says, wow, this is nice, I like this, uh, and throws it back, hits him in the face, bounces it in the ground, starts beating him with his own billy club, but but of course Daredevil is able to use his fists, mm-hmm. smashes him. It, this is this is all great. The, like This whole fight sequence is really good because they're kind of, they're talking to each other and winding each other up, but it's not like a overly verbose yeah. sequence. It just kind of makes sense. And yeah. this is all going on. And then what happens is that Bullseye pulls a gun and points at him, and, and, and then he has a breakdown. Yeah, and, and this is the part that I didn't like. Now, yeah. <clears throat> ultimately what ends up happening here is that Bullseye figured, okay, I've studied him, I set this trap, I studied him again, I figured out how he fights, there's no way I can't beat him. Yeah, And then he realizes, at this moment, Daredevil won't give up. D- Daredevil won't give up, and he's been able to withstand everything. I do have this gun right now pointed at him, 
and it scares him. He he figures, crap, I should be winning. There's no way. I am I am the bullseye. Yeah. I am the number one. The fact that he is that he I haven't beaten him yet, even in this fight, it's been dragged on. I've been throwing things, he's been dodging them, I've been hitting them, but they haven't counted. He's got some good blows, and I've got some blows, and I should be able to destroy him, but I can't. And Daredevil just stands there and, and is like, you know what? I have one little thing I can try because his heart's pounding to see if I can survive this. And he says, You know what? You can't beat me. And then he just talks him out of it. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of kind of weak in my mind. Yeah. Just because, you know, I don't think dared I don't think Bullseye, at least we have had no show of it at this point, would be scared. Yeah. This is this is very out of character. But it makes sense in that Bullseye's entire thing is that he has an incredible ego. And that's mm-hmm. what's driving him is that he is just like if you if you make him look bad, then you're on the the enemy list as far as he's concerned which is why he could have just literally shot him yeah and killed him right there but it does reveal later on what we discover is that he has a uh, tumor on his brain and um, and i guess that's like a retroactive thing maybe this is mckenzie and uh, miller didn't quite like that so that he introduces the tumor as a way of like he has a, a mental breakdown because he's uh, neurologically you've got a this. great setup yeah, this three this three issues here. You have a great setup. You've yeah. got you've got so, so much clever writing here. Yeah. Um, Bullseye coming in and coming up with this great scheme of how yeah. to how to you know trap him, how to get to him, how, then to you know then to take his lady and and draw all this out. And I just felt like they maybe they didn't know how to end it. Okay, so I think how, so. so how does uh, how does Daredevil you know win and and he can't just take him down no. because then it's just another story of him beat winning. We need yeah. a different way of defeat of defeating Bullseye. Yeah. Let's defeat Bullseye by have by like having him break down. Break down. I but don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's just, weird it because he has right. he has the gun and Daredevil to bluffs him out of it, which mm-hmm. you know okay. But then Slaughter turns up and he's got like five or six guys with him all with guns. And he basically says, give the word and we'll kill him. And he still is like, no, I can't do it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's that, that's the, yeah. If he didn't have the gun, I think I'd buy it more. I think like him just being like, so why can't you be beat? So he just, sense, so he just gives up. He and, gives up. Yeah. Like the writers yeah. seem to have given up with yeah. that. <laughs> so anyway, so that wraps up what we're going to talk about <laughs> it today. Does, yeah. I do have a question for you. You do? I do, Jamie. Let me hear. Um, so Ben Yurk, our mm-hmm. buddy Ben Yurk, mm-hmm. is uh, getting information yeah. um, from the janitor yeah. about um, Matt Murdock. Do you know the janitor's name? Do you know what? I was I was looking for it and I didn't. I missed it. Okay, um, so the janitor's name. Someone says uh, the, he's, he's talking to the old broom pusher. But no, yeah. So his name is in there. It actually says it a couple times. And uh, the is reason it Lenny? I, no, it's not. Uh, and the reason I ask is because. Um, his name is actually like a boxing term. It is? Yeah. Ah. Oh. It, it, it's something related to boxing. Hmm. Is he Decker? No. 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 Uh, his name is K.O. K.O. K period O period, like in boxing, how you, you, you have a K.O. And when you knock hmm. somebody out. So I thought that was kind of clever. Yeah, his, that is clever. Yeah, his, his name is Ko. Because I, I, yeah, there's that whole sequence where they like two guys are leaving. Yeah, oh yeah, there it is, Ko. Yeah, he's yeah, oh, he's yeah. yeah he's talking to the, to huh. Ko and he's like, hey Ko, did he ever say uh, just why he decided to um, uh, to sign Roscoe Sweeney as his manager? Talking about um, um, Matt's father. Yeah, and then as um, the 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 
the person who owns Fogswell, oh, whoever's yeah, managing. Fix his name is Roscoe Sweeney. I think. Yeah, Louis goes, um, hey, say, Louis, what that reporter want? And he goes, I don't know. He's asking a lot of questions. So I had him to go check with KO. The ah, old, uh, the, the old, old push broom. Yeah, that's I just thought I was it was kind of neat on. that his name was Ko because that's a boxing term. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Huh. Um, yeah. Oh man, it's great to getting into into Frank Miller stuff. Yeah. And uh, um, you know, what, what train did they take to get down to Coney Island? Do you remember that? The train they took. Yeah. Uh, is it the D train? It is. It mentions yeah. it right at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> the D train. <clears throat> it, it's funny. Um, I this is uh, and we talked about this. I think. Way back at maybe podcast one, two, three, or whatever, we talked about how we were looking forward to getting to reading this, reading the stuff that we had already previously read. And yeah. I know you started, uh, you read a lot more before I did. Mm-hmm. But man, I tell you, it's great now that we're finally getting to stuff that I've read in the past. And yeah. uh, it, but it's been a while since I've read it, so it's nice revisiting. It is because I I noticed so much more stuff that I didn't notice the first time. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 you know, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, get, yeah. I, yeah, this is, uh, you know, I, I said this is the start of the second wave, but I, it, this is just, <laughs> I've, I reread up until the end of Born Again recently mm-hmm. and it breezes by so quickly. Yeah. It's incredible how tight it is. Even that there's that, that gap in the middle where <clears throat> Miller leaves for a while, but um, Klaus Janssen stays on. You have Danny O'Neill writing and there's some great stuff in there. When we, when we get to issue 200, Mm-hmm. We should come up with a list of our five favorite issues. Each of us come up with a list of our five favorite five favorite through the first two hundred. Okay, let's do that. Let's and, do that. And and we'll see just you know how many of them ended up being the Stan Lee stuff. How many of them are yeah. the Frank Miller? The stuff in between. I like a lot of the Marv Wolfman stuff with Copperhead. There's, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff in there. So I want to see like we'll each pick our five favorite issues of uh, one through two hundred, and we'll go over it with you guys and uh, yeah. see if you agree or disagree. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, on Twitter, um, at Chuck Madrox, Ripper Madrox, uh, asked about, um, he said, you know, how, how far ahead we're thinking and he wanted to know if we're planning to cover the what ifs. Um, and, um, I, I said to you, um, you guys before that we have, uh, you people before that we have been, uh, kind of mapping out, I spent a, a big chunk of Christmas mapping out the, the episodes and trying mm-hmm. to make things happen so that they fell on. Um, interesting episode. So, like, episode fifty of this will be the Born Again series, and mm-hmm. um, I said that what we'd probably do is in episode fifty-one would cover the first chunk of the what ifs, which were the ones that were very early up until the Born Again series. Yeah, I, um, I think it's a great idea. <clears throat> um, and that is the end of this this bumper. Yeah, episode. Um, yeah, ne- uh, next uh, episode is going to be issue or episode thirty. Episode it is episode thirty. We're not going to cover <sighs> any Daredevil issues per se. We're going to cover. We're actually going to bounce back to do the first time that, that Frank Miller drew Daredevil for Marvel, which was a Peter Parker spectacular Spider Man two parter. That's a three part. Three part. Sorry, he um, drew two of them. He drew two of them. Correct. Uh-huh. Sorry. Um, which and, sees the return of the Mass Marauder. Uh-huh, which I was, which is crazy because yeah. I thought he was dead. Farnham. Yeah. Um, and, and, then, um, and then we got a two-part, two-part Avengers, Avengers story yeah. uh, where the Avengers are in court because uh, they want to, they're going to lose their clearance. Yeah. Uh, some, their security clearance. Mino yeah. uh, faux shield guy that's yeah. trying to get them. Or some guy that doesn't work for shield, but he's trying to shut shield yeah. down and shut down the Avengers and says they're too destructive. Yeah. 
Um, All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening, yeah. everybody. Um, you know where to find us, and keep keep looking for us. Keep finding there. us. Yeah. Find us all over the place. Yeah, we're one of six hundred thousand podcasts that yeah. you are choosing to listen to. So yes. thank you very much. Yeah. All right. And I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we, we just, just did Daredevil. Daredevil.